intimidating paint job. What do you mean I'm fighting the Grim Reaper? Lieutenant Pablo Lotto, Solaris 3055. You are listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that brings you the facts, not the fiction. There are plenty of great writers for that. I will be your host this evening, Matthew. I just want to have fun, Bloodbath Barons. Co-host tonight, Andrew, King of Vague Ums, Minnow Crawl. Hey, guys. What? I'm kill Joe for that. That was Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't pay me for that. I did that for free. Did that for free. <laughs> Aaron, Boom. why the hammer? Coach Crawl. Dahama. Got to bend the Dahama down. The Luke. Evidence that Thursday night fight night. Correction, Tuesday night fight night. You guys are too crazy for me. Charles Gideon Dirks. Good evening, everybody. They're crazy. <laughs> it's overstimulating. I can't do it. And Thomas, please stop this. Silent Sea Raven Kruger. There's nothing to stop. <laughs> There's no stopping what can't be stopped. <laughs> there were so many people in Tuesday night fight. What did we have for numbers? Like, like 25, 25, I think. Something like that. I thought there were, I thought there was 23 players. There was 25 people on the in the game. But oh, 23. that could be. Yeah. There was a few of lawyers. <laughs> I'm the only the one that died. Was, was it the 3,000 BB2? No, there was, two, there was two that died. Oh, there was? Oh. I was, was the first you, one that died. There was the two of you that died on the in the round that the server decided to give up the ghost. I think I died, yeah. I was happy to die. Either way, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. That was what, 3,000 BV2? Don't. Oh, that was the, t- that was the hun- that tons was the of fun. That was the 100-tonner. That was tons of fun. Oh, yeah, tons of fun. Uh, otherwise tons known as. of fun. Otherwise, don't take a Grand Titan. Bad idea. <laughs> the math, the sheer math of it. The sheer math. It did not work I... out. I really liked Blaine's comment on that one, by the yeah. way. <laughs> what do you say about it? <laughs> Something like, uh, I have no comment. I don't, even, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they told me they'd take care of it. Don't, don't worry. Aaron will probably still be a janitor in uh, Hour of the Wolf. So That wouldn't be so bad. I dig being a janitor, sweeping the, the mech bay. The like, entrails yeah. off the... <laughs> Being a janitor while a giant battle's going on, just like, see some battle armor walk by, like, yep, <laughs> I'm gonna go What's the up, other way you, now. You gonna Probab- pick that up? Oh, that's my job. <laughs> Probably live longer as a janitor. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what you say to me, like, uh, sir? <laughs> Were you gonna pick that up, sir? <laughs> well, that, that's good recycling right there. We need to save every ounce of scrap. <laughs> Live longer as a janitor instead of in your night wolf or whatever uh, mech you got. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to head over to the to the wash rack and scrape off all the entrails. <laughs> the only, it's the only way he would survive is not being in a mech because he won't run out in front of anybody. I'm not allowed to run out in front of anybody. <laughs> don't walk in front of me. Just Worse don't... as a janitor, you could probably do it too with a mop. Just don't give me the opportunity. And people would listen to him just as much as a janitor as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have all the keys. Like, you can't get into your, 
you know, locker to get your neuro helmet if you don't have locker key. I don't Maybe. know. All right. Anyways, we have a, a huge plethora of uh, stuff tonight. We've got news, battle reports, the latest sister of GoGo up in Minnesota, plenty of the AMA uh, that just recently happened with uh, the uh, leads on Catalyst, uh, Wolfnet Regiment, some 8K with Tommy, plenty of requests, and... Uh, <laughs> How to start getting into uh, Alpha Strike and 350. We are sad to announce that I think we're going to get rid of trivia because it seems like only two people keep answering it. And I don't think trivia has ever been good <laughs> <Big>. for us. <laughs> Something has always gone wrong with trivia. Something's awry with trivia. <laughs> but anyways, let's get to it. First news, uh, Camo Specs website is updated. This made me effing happy as hell. <laughs> you and about 99% of the nation, or the, uh, not the nation, or battle technician, or whatever World. you want to call it, World. is probably happy about that one. To be able to bring up the site and get to a faction and a unit scheme within 30 seconds to a minute, A++. Extra extra credit. Yeah, that's super sexy now. Did, did, did you guys see the thank you page? Mm -hmm. Who was on the thank you page? Oh, a bunch of guys. And Andrew. Anybody we know? Oh, guys <laughs> and Andrew. A Andrew. Bunch, a bunch of guys <laughs> and Andrew. I to go with that. Wow. You, Andrew is a girl? <laughs> so, from... From WNRP to WNRP, thank you, Andrew Kroll, for helping out with that website, along with all the other people who did their parts. Thank you. It's uh, it was a long time coming, and I'm glad that it's that it's finally launched. It's was sorely needed. Nah, so, I think we should go back to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the color compendium is good too. I can't figure out how to use it now. I was so used to the other one. <laughs> is that, is have that to change my, have to change my habits when I when I go to the website. I don't go and get a cup of coffee and eat a donut before I come back. Check the mail, <laughs> mow the lawn. That's... What we what we should have done was put in the dial up tone for when oh. they decided to go to the site. That would have been hilarious. You can probably still do that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> so give the wait time for the special things. It's just tech. You know, Catalyst is a small company, and, and they struggle at times with technology, and there's a lot of folks who have stepped up in the past, and... I mean, the, the Catalyst site, I believe, at the time when Sky High built it, that was probably 10 years, 8 years in the making. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people come and go. I mean, everyone everyone has their, their time and, and life comes and, yeah, I might have to step away. And unfortunately, I think that's that's kind of what happened is, is, you know, the things changed for Sky High and he had to take a step away and... Um, that site was built, I think, kind of before CMSs were a, were a thing. 
and that was one of the things that I tried to champion was is you know don't put yourselves in this situation again in the future you know try and use something that new people will be able to help make this thing move forward so glad glad to see that it's launched yeah so for for anybody out there who hasn't been to camo specs in a month go check it out it's it's awesome now Mm -hmm. and looks like we also have the urban mech 2c or the urban mech plushie come out saw photos for it yeah there's pictures how do you like it i don't know I, it'd be it'd be weird until i get it in my hand you I, ordered one i think so i had three ordered i had three oh ordered God. one for me and one for each one of my kids and i stepped that back to just getting one <laughs> after seeing the pictures so uh I, I got i got some more miniatures coming instead i've i've heard a few I've heard a few fans asking to just get more miniatures. Um, I think, I think their their criticisms were the color scheme, upper torso, and uh, yeah, it's a plushy doll. For goodness yeah. sakes! <laughs> right, right, and that was my thing. It was like, okay, so it's an urban mech related, like piece of uh i don't even know what to call it item it's an item it's a urban mech item and it's a plushie i don't want either one of those <laughs> <laughs> well some people do like them so hopefully the fans will be happy with the, what they get like i and... said i think the natasha body pillow is coming out next so that that would sell better i, I think, think you might sell a few more of those so but it's... that could but that it's could like go for like the the male customers. What would the female customers get? Hey, maybe they like them. Maybe, maybe they like Natasha too. Would we, it be Carlson? Maybe, be be uh, Carlson Death Death Carlisle. No, I think it'd be Andrew the Minnow Crow. Body Andrew the Minnow. Oh man, I think it'd be a Victor Steiner Davian because they could. You'd have to overstuff. You'd have to overstuff the pillow to make sure. That <laughs> right. Make it oh, shorter. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Instead of the Urban Mech 2C plushie, we could have an Andrew the Minnow Crawl plushie doll. That that's I can get not, There we go. And a little Wolfnet shirt. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but like the Wolfnet shirt comes up to just, it's like the whole belly is exposed. It's like, uh, what was it, Bubba J from uh, What's His Toe? Yes. Uh, the ventriloquist yes. guy. Would it have an Audi? A little, little belly button hanging out. Yeah. yeah Audi. Definitely Audi. Yeah. Uh, no, that but, but sound. Yeah, sound. This sounds great. I love where this is going. <laughs> but, but but he would still have the serious facial expression like he does on his. Oh yeah, uh, on yeah. his card. On his card, the super he, he intense stare. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe down the road, Wolfnet will be. We'll make our own plushie. <laughs> I know somebody had made the comment like, uh, "Is this a Urban Mech Two C Fire Mandrel edition?" Like, yes. Sure yeah, the colors were were a interesting pick. Well, see, well, and, and it's a sticky spot because right. what? How do you? What colors do you use to not make it look like some sort of faction? Should have just went gray. Yeah, like the legs on the upper torso. Just make it gray. Oh, I gotta get a picture of this dang thing because I can't. 
can't remember what it looks like. Well, I mean, we can use this and segue into oh, that is. the pledge. The pledge manager is um, finally will be closing and and close up December twenty second. Um, so that is Tuesday. Uh, so you get the opportunity to go make changes until then. Um, one of the the neat things that I thought was a very interesting piece of information during the ask me anything was that when they reopened the pledge manager the first time they had a thousand new pledges come in (laughs) when they reopened which that that go that says a lot i think for the community as a whole going out and spreading the word or you know just showing off a game of armored combat um especially in the covid era of not being able to get out and go do things that uh my opinion i think that says a lot for for the game and for the future uh, for what we're going to see by the so, way this plushie doll is a 100 percent boba fett <laughs> there, you go. there you go it's it's a boba fett urbamech <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm good with it now. <laughs> no, no, nobody's got anything to say to that. It's just like, <laughs> yep, okay. That's that's about like 2020 is going. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how was the sisters curl a go go for the battle reports in Minnesota? Um, um okay first well, of all I, for those of you who are wondering why it's called the Kroll sisters a go-go um i thought that blaine called us the Kroll sisters in his little um web blog thing a long time ago but i think it for some reason Kroll sisters just sounded funnier to me because i don't i don't think he actually said it but and then i don't know <laughs> Kroll sisters a go-go just came out and i Andrew's like, I love it. We're we're going with it. We had a good time. Um, it took it took a lot of effort to get my garage cleaned up so that I could get Yay, it. Yay! Two things at once. So proud I of you for that. I got it done. I got it done, and it was so proud. I, I, I had, it was a lot of fun. I was so glad that we were able to do that, and we had uh, enough people show up. It gave us an opportunity to really kick the tires on the 350 tournament but more importantly it allowed us to you know get some socialization in which i know my family <laughs> needed really appreciated so uh, my kids got a chance to play they had a blast we've been playing a lot of alpha strike since the the, the weekend so it's been fun I had a good time i was surprised so how many had- people showed up we had a 10, 10 person. Yeah, ten people. including the kids, we well, had a 10 person tournament. We had a 10 person oh, tournament for the first round. Yeah. And then and, uh, we and had it was casual. We had to head out. And then I, then I commentated for the next three games. But that was, that was really cool in that we kind of got some good timings, right? I think, Aaron, would you say it was five hours for three round for three games? Yep. Yeah, I think it came out to be about five hours, which is, I mean, we, we're trying to allot 90, 90 minutes roughly per round. That's setting up terrain, gameplay, and then ex- some extended time to finish up rounds. 
So, uh, yeah, that, that came out to be uh, pretty good. Uh, let's see, 278 divided by 60. So four and a half hours is what it should take, and it took five. So I'm super happy with that. That, that was awesome. I was very worried about um, timing and rounds and how long it would take. But it went really smooth. I was I was impressed. Yeah, it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel slow. It was we didn't we didn't call anybody for slow play or anything. I think we kept along pretty well. We had a lot of fun. There was lots of comments. There was lots of questions. There was lots of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of a casual ten person tournament to start off and get things rolling to get more data on what do we still need to adjust or is it working well? Let's see how we can what we can do with people and numbers. Would okay. we would we would we end up walking away with where we had a definite this needs to get addressed? I we definitely had some newer players that uh, I know needed to keep track of their modifiers when going from their unit to terrain to the target, you know, whatever the acronym again is. <clears throat> I think one and of the yeah one of the remember big... just just remembering most of the regular basic rules of don't forget your jump modifier. But that's okay. Let me let me rephrase. It's I was curious more on what did you guys find during from the three fifty tournament setting format, not not players and how well they're prepared to play. Oh. Um, that more about did we have anything that we found during that that session that we may have misjudged or well number one I think the biggest question that came out of the whole thing was and this was due to uh, the casualness of the tournament and certain uh, infantry being on pennies not hexes Uh, there was an instance where two uh, or each of each player had their infantry in the wedge during the uh, rampage, so they had both of their infantry in the wedge on the bunker, and there was a miscommunication that both of them cannot be there. Uh, if they were on a hex, you would have you would have not been able to move into the area, but since they were on pennies, they both kind of moved in there, and it wasn't until like a round or two went by that we caught it and basically how they played it out was one survived and then jumped in and then somebody uh, i think it was max says well can i go in there and chase after him and i'm like no uh you can't and he's like well i'd you know and there was a whole miscommunication of of two newer players i mean not newer well one newer player and one and max um but it was it was kind of a, a weird combination of not having the miniatures on the correct bases and the rule not maybe being quite spelled out. Uh, and I think we're going to have an addendum coming out soon to just kind of reiterate a couple of things on the rampage side. It's one of the more complicated scenarios, so I think we need to go a little further into depth on explaining out how that goes. But Well, and I think, too, I mean, well, I think we can take this, this time, too, to give... Uh... A good, a good shout out to Mario um, 
first I wanted to say thank you for um, making the trip. He, he he came from Indianapolis to to the to Minnesota for the weekend, and uh, it was great seeing him. We had a blast. Um, he even brought his printer with printer with and and showed showed me some things with that and printed off some custom arms for my daughters. Not to mention two Adder tons of two tons of freaking. Then uh, you brought all the black market <laughs> black market blisters going on. Yeah. So. What, yeah. What that but, guy won't do to get on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, he just needs yeah. to get mentioned every single time. Every time. I don't think we. But missed the one. biggest thing, biggest thing that I was going for there was is that while Mario was here, we started talking about the bunker. And after you guys had left, Matt, Matt, when I were here at the house yet, because uh, they were going to head up to the source to, to go <laughs> check that out. And we started talking about the bunker and freaking Tuesday night shows up and Mario sends me a picture and says, what do you think of this? And I was like, holy shit, that's almost exactly what we were talking about. And so then I had a concern. <laughs> and there was some assumptions that were made, I guess, is where I'm going with um the bunker going 3d in rampage that is also part of the reason why we need to get an addendum out to just narrow some things down so yeah i think r&d and development never it never stops it's always it's it's a living document that you're always going to run into something where it's just like oh we never thought of it in that light or that direction another fresh eye viewpoint on it you always find something new and that's good because we don't want to be stuck being having a uh, an old outdated thing we want to keep it keep it innovating it's good but other than that i don't think we really had any big i would i was there using artillery um just because i wanted to see how it played um i brought uh I brought up uh, one unit that had artillery on it and want to see how it went. Um, I again, I think after our trip from to Indianapolis to the Battle Barn and playing with Raymond, um, it's a good strategy, but it's not overpowering. You still have to hit with it, and it's it is difficult sometimes to hit. Um, you're looking at eights and nines, maybe tens sometime. But it is a it is an effective strategy. I I think uh, it's it's got its place on the battlefield, and there is a reason that we limited it <laughs> in the uh, construction rules to only having two units with an artillery. Because you get any more than that, it could get it could get pretty crazy. Could get spamish. Yeah, it definitely could be a spammy spammy kind of deal. But there are ways around it, and and the people that beat me, that they determined or <clears throat> they figured it out. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's all three rounds. I had a great time. We gotta you gotta just make sure that you reread the rules because I think the way that we had we played artillery or the way you played artillery, um, I don't know if we were calculating the two hits appropriately. What was I calculating wrong? The spotter mm-hmm. never has a plus one. Hmm. Well, my spotter never the... fired. 
Right, but there was discussion during the weekend that if the spotter shoots, they have an additional plus one. It's just the artillery piece has an additional plus one if the spotter shoots, according if I if I'm translating the rules. Okay, I'll have to go back and look because <laughs> we we talked about it and apparently that was too long ago. <laughs> After this week, yeah, that was too long ago. But, Sorry, but man. If, you, if you're gonna have an artillery spotter, yeah, just don't have him shoot. That's the best way to do it. And infantry yeah. man, let your infantry do it. <laughs> or have a really fast helicopter. <laughs> mm-hmm. That can't shoot anyway. <laughs> it doesn't have any any damage so, to do it, so So what are the, all the uh What are the modifiers that helps artillery then? Spotting? Tag is uh, a big tag. one. Tag's tag is the only one that helps. I would, uh, yeah. Tag is the only one that helps. You have to have a spotter, and tag gives you a minus one to your two hit number. Yeah, um, it cancels the spotter. Yep, it it kind of can- cancels out the plus one for using a spotter, which is very very helpful. Um, definitely have tag, and I wouldn't go light tag. That's not good enough. Um, most infantry units only have light tag, and that only goes out to six inches. Um, uh, regular tag is out to twenty four. So, now I thought the... I saw something with recon. Did was there anything that? Because I thought if a unit had recon that was spotting, it also had some modifiers as well. Not I that I know of. So. I think recon is is uh, used for um, uh, battle and in, battlefield intelligence, and your your MHQ. Uh, stuff when you're playing off a strike it helps out with your uh, initiative rolls but we don't have those rules in the 350 so it's a note that aerospace units can spot for indirect fire provided they have the recon special ability is i think why that niggles in your head oh i gotcha for offboard arrow four uh possibly okay I'm just looking it, here. It doesn't give you any benefit. I will. I will say that. Anybody is there can spot. A minim- is there a uh, maximum distance for spotting? I don't think forty. So. Well, forty-two inches or 40, something like yeah, that. Yeah, forty-two inches. Right at what we Line need. The long board. range. Yep. Yep. So I'm looking on page seventy-five right now of Alpha Strike, and it says uh, spotter has BH uh, PBA. PRB or L. Yeah, probe, recon, or. Or if the probe. spotter has recon, it ha- uh, it's negative one, and it, or if it has BRP, uh, it's negative you, two. Is that Commander's Edition? Yeah, because it's got to be in Commander's Edition. Got to be Commander's Edition, because page 75 is, does not have anything to do with what you're talking about in Commander's Edition. <laughs> page 75 is skidding, damage, and collision. Right? I was, I was completely you know, confused. I'll, the, just a straight alpha strike. Oh, yeah, that's... that's unfortunately, that's an old book now. <laughs> out, yes, outdated. it is. Yeah, okay. it's an outdated book. Uh, the, so, I mean, thank thank goodness they only had to do three books of Alpha Strike to get it mostly right. <laughs> yeah, but, an ongoing struggle. But what yeah. was the uh, what was the uh, tabling uh, tabling your opponent and scoring? 
Uh, that was from me because I played, I played my opponent. I damn near tabled him. Schluter. My question there was, is that I know it was another game that I was watching. And this might have even been before the tournament, but my question was in domination or something like that. If you tabled your opponent, how does scoring go? And is there something around the time, how much time is left that allows you to score X points, right? If I table my opponent in domination. And just to clarify, when he says, when he says table your opponent, he means he's destroyed everything. Not flipped it. Right. If I, if I table, if I table, which means I, I destroyed all of your units and there's 30 seconds left in the game. And I only hold two, you know, two uh, points. I don't get four objective points for that. No, right? that that's that's and that's and that's where my questions were coming in of what what will what will that be like or what we're going to need to clarify that a little bit. And it it's a good question because that that situation could come up a lot, especially if you have people who are. Um, and you'll have people that'll make lists where they're like, I'm just going to take the biggest stuff and destroy everything. And then once it's all gone, um, I can just go and willy nilly do every round at my, at my leisure. Um, and it's a question that we kind of have to, do we allow one minute per round minimum? Uh, so where, like you said, if there's 30 seconds left in the, on the clock and, you destroyed everyone. There's 30 seconds left. Can I take both of those in the 30 seconds? Now, I guess you would have to play it out, right? So, can your units get to the domination markers? And that was my that was my point. That was my was, point. Was is go ahead because you because you have a certain amount of movement distance for any unit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just depends on what you can do. And is it can it go so far as to say, well, literally just play it out? Right, because you're the only one rolling initiative, but you have to get your tape out. You have to measure, and you gotta you gotta follow the rules of the game. But again, you know, as fast as you can move your miniatures to get to those spaces, say you missed it and you're just short on one of them. Well, you quick roll initiative roll again, and you do the same thing, and you get it. Then yes, I would say you, if you're within the time, do you need to roll initiative? You don't have an initiative roll. That's true. It'd be it automatic that, win. But but these but these are where my questions were coming in of is how But well you what, do need to roll initiative how do you rule that? because it is a phase in the game. You do need fair. to do every fair. phase of the game. Okay. That's fair. Um So this would be to figure out point standings and objective standings after tabling. Right. So if you do end up destroying all of your opponent's uh, units um, and then, yeah, you, so then you are, and then within the allotted time, you are allowed to take, because I'm assuming if you're going to try to go for the tabling strategy, you're bringing a lot of heavy, high damage output, slow moving stuff. So you're going to have to get there, um, and claim it. What would the points look like that? It's, it's a 200 to four. Or uh, you know, two hundred points of MOV you you got, and you got all four objective points. 
So a perfect a perfect score would be uh, four dash two hundred. You you got the four objective points, and then you got the two hundred MOV. Because you can't. Right. Make... It just. But that that's where my questions were. Um, that I don't think we have sp- really spelled out anywhere is how do those round how do how do you play out those rounds right. is all and then it's something we'll have to you know pin something on but um and that was something that. that came up that was something that came up during the weekend that i know we need to clarify a little bit better yeah and um, i mean to be truthful this was our first multiplayer with the with the set rules <clears throat> multiple rounds done the way it's supposed to be done and I, I imagine there's going to be a lot more questions popping up, but I for for the first time I was very very pleased with how it rolled out. Oh, I was too. I thought it I thought it went very well. And shout and out to Sean for winning the whole thing. Yeah, new player, brand new brand guy. new player. Brought a, really well. Brought a bomb diggity uh, painted unit. Those horses. Those hell horses that they were they were beautiful. They were well done. <laughs> which he, he kind of blows the, the thing out of the water of make sure that you play the scenarios before you go to a tournament. But <laughs> um, I, I do know that it, to Sean's credit, I mean, hands down, ballsy, ballsy guy. I mean, I met him through Facebook when I posted the pictures um, that I saw at the source game and comics and I saw some guys from the Twin Cities saying, yeah, I was just there last week or whatever. And I messaged them on the side going, what the fuck? You guys are in the Twin Cities and we don't know each other. We need to fix that. And <laughs> I had a little back and forth with with uh, Sean and Ken Kenwatt and um, a couple other guys where I was like, dude, we're doing this thing this weekend. You know, it, it, I know COVID and everything, but I mean, you're more than welcome to come. And you know, hats off to the guy. He showed up not knowing anybody other than exchanging a few messages with me. And I I, I think he had a good time. I, I know we oh, did. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed having him here. So it was great that he was able to walk away with my half-assed trophy that I threw together because my stupid printer ran out of filament when it was about 93% done. So I was trying to get that printed and done, and it finished Saturday morning. So... Um, the best anyway. trophies are always the ones that are like just kind of half-ass thrown together. <laughs> that'll yeah, be a more personality. Way. That'll be a great traveling trophy. away with something, which was cool. And he's a pretty good painter too. He's got some really nice miniatures. Yeah, he did well. And hey, by the way, thank you again, Sean, for he gave me a, a printed, a painted uh, Mad Cat, which was or Timberwolf, which was oh, awesome. Oh yeah, I got a vulture. I think. I think. Yeah, dog. I got to pick first because it was my actual birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two days ago yet. Like everything else, Andrew gets the good stuff. Age before <laughs> beauty. But um, and uh, we gave out some swag too. There. There was a lot of swag traded that's good. all over the place. Always bring swag, which is the best no part what. of. Like I'll tell you guys from an X-wing standpoint, some of the best times is like everyone because everyone has their own pilot cards or stickers or or something else and and i I'll, i should have to take a i'll take a picture of my x-wing uh traveling box and the whole thing is just littered with pictures or sorry stickers 
from this, you know, squadron group over here and this podcast over there and this group of guys over here. And, and it really warmed my heart to see that the first real Alpha Strike 350 tournament, there was that whole thing happening. Everyone was trading stuff that they've got, and it, it was really cool. And we do have stickers on the way. Yeah. Ooh, stickers are on the way. Uh, depending on how the hats turn out. Oh no, I got I have to follow up on that because I do have patches in the works as well. I was gonna We've say got I don't a think, few things. I don't think we ever mentioned the HATs yet on on the air. <laughs> well, that's because we ordered those on Monday. <laughs> We've got a lot of stuff in the works. Uh, hats off to Seth Glenn again for helping us with that kind of stuff. Pun Master Barons. So hopefully we can get that stuff lined up, and um, if there's any issues with it, we'll fix them too, just like any other development. Yeah, we heard being, you guys being... when you said you wanted you wanted stuff, so... You're going to get yes. stuff. As long as you show up places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think that's, that's gonna... more, that's more personable is like you come to an event, you get to you get a, you get to have some fun, meet some people and you get to hand something off to them. That is fun and it's personable and it means a lot more than just, you know, throwing stuff or having them, you know, purchase stuff. It's here. This is a conversation, uh, person to person which is really nice to do yep and everyone had a great i mean everyone was very having a good time you know it, it's always one of those things where you go to a tournament and we understand we're, we're creating a tournament competition format but you know when people show up to tournaments with the attitudes that everyone had there it's going to be a it's going to be a success it's never no one you're never going to not have a good time yeah and everyone that showed up as long had, as you're not that guy that is just there to not have a good time and you're there to win. Don't be that guy. Why'd you put that level two in front of me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think terrain placement is going to be the big, like, you're being. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's that's honest, the fun part. That's, and, and I think, and I, to be honest with you, I think that's one of the, the tidbits that I, I took away from the tournament is terrain placement is. A way bigger deal than I had previously given it credit. Yeah, there's a game within a game with the terrain placement. I've I figured I found out that there was I, I found counters to certain things that that weekend about if this is there, put this there to kind of negate whatever's going on. So um, <laughs> like somebody brings a wheeled vehicle, like you'd be spinning your tires going up that level three buddy <laughs> or well no, and to be fair I, you can't, i don't have you can't i don't have create... a hover I, I don't have a hover tank to go over the water damn it oh yeah yeah hover <laughs> I mean, tanks and water is awesome man <laughs> there's there's Every... a reason we're doing uh combined arms because having all these terrain different terrain features and different objective locations everything has a reason and if you don't tap into all of those diverse necessities with your T O and E, you're going to fall behind. And then it's a fast, fast game. Yes. It is very fast. Oh, and before we get off the, 
the uh, Agogo tournament. I want to thank everyone who uh, joined on YouTube to watch. Uh, that was awesome. I think we had a, we had a lot of of in person um, viewers, and I hope you guys learned a lot. I know it was really cool when Andrew kind of bowed out and answered questions on the chat. Gideon, I know you were in there trying to answer as many questions as he could. Or rooting us on, like, damn it, Matt, damn it, get in the, the circle. Get in the circle, you dummy. Like, I'm jumping, I'm going. Tiptoeing around the circle. Get in there and punch somebody like, in the face. Like, I got, I got little guys left. He's gonna, Oh, shit, he destroyed me. I think my favorite comment was, um, I can't remember who said it. It's like, so the middle circle is is the bad thing, or? <laughs> like, no, like, they're supposed is. to go in there. It is if I'm going to get pummeled in there. <laughs> and we are working on getting our streaming setups better and better lit and camera placements Cameras. and stuff like that. So um, just be patient with us because we're we're getting better at it. So And focus. Focus. Yep. So we can see die rolls and all that hoopla. <clears throat> yeah, we should have lit up the, uh, the dice roll... Uh, tray a little better i'm finding that uh lighting is is a, a really big thing and i will need to invest <laughs> some time and some lights so ah, good good pun too because aaron didn't you bring a big Jesus. light <laughs> so so andrew took <laughs> a pic that thing to the roof short little funny story uh andrew took a picture of the garage and he's like hey look it's clean and we got plenty of space and i'm looking at it and like you it's got, a dungeon. You got two incandescent light bulbs in there. Um, I think we're going to need some more light. He's like, yeah, you got something? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got something. And uh, <laughs> for my construction company, we have these giant... They're like the, the lights you would see in a gymnasium. <laughs> they're huge. Back in the 80s? <laughs> yeah, in the 80s. And they take like 20 minutes to, to heat up. <laughs> Warm up. <laughs> but we chained it to the, we chained it to the roof. And it kicked it like on. A like a fucking log chain. It was awesome. We, we was lit it? that what bitch was that, up. Was that, 3 <laughs> We lit that baby up. There was... You, I brought plenty of light. <laughs> did it, did it awesome. use... Was it a secondary heater for the garage as well? No. No, it really didn't put off a lot of... I mean, you didn't want did, to... You didn't want to touch it, it <laughs> after it's been on all day, but it really didn't heat up anything. It's just a... Not that heat. it, not that heat in the garage when it was thirty degrees outside was going to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. shit for nice blood, day. Florida boy. There couldn't oh, fucking man. figure out that it was going to be a little chilly and <laughs> go put a coat on. <laughs> Let's just say my table placements was always near the heater. <laughs> God, <laughs> but the rest was, of us were sweating. It was a good time, and uh, we yeah, we, how we were. We attempted to do um, kind of a. Uh, brainchild combination of all of the scenarios in one big game and um we took some pictures and we played about two and a half rounds of that um before food interrupted everything and and then matt showed up so we could actually get the game go uh, tournament going but um, <laughs> sorry there's 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 a, a way to do all of the scenarios and have a really fun multiplayer game so we'll be flushing that out and kind of uh practicing that as well here in the future i i love like every time i'm about to leave to go somewhere and it's been known for weeks like nope nope you 
on your to-do list like that morning, like, oh, <laughs> okay, let me, uh, I need to do this, 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 this before I can get out the door. Okay, done. Oh, you're late. Like, yeah, figures. <laughs> I think you were there like before we thought you were going to be there. Well, it was. You made some good time. Yeah, yeah. The roads anyway, were pretty clear. It was it was a great time. I had a blast. I think everyone did. So, <clears throat> so we're we're doing it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, we are. are we are we going to mention that? Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, we don't have to. Because the sooner we get it out, the sooner people can be ready to go for it. Yeah. So we yeah. had we had the Kroll sisters a go go uh, in a garage, and now we're going to do uh, what are we calling it garage garage con, con. garage con. Garage con. Uh, in Orange City, Iowa. Sorry for the very remote <laughs> um, location, but with COVID going on and all the restrictions everywhere else, uh, we're basically going to do it in my storage unit. So, uh, which is you... very nice. It's like your old comic book shop, anyway. Yeah. it's been it's been made up really well. There's amenities. Yeah, there there's a bathroom and heat. And plenty of light. In light, yeah. Yeah. So um Do we have you, to get what? Tables. I got that I got that taken care of. Oh, sweet. Um January thirtieth, I believe, is our date. Yes, sir. Yep. So Saturday, January thirtieth. I think any time the whole day we're just gonna be chilling out there playing playing Battletech and uh Do we need a start time? I would say start time would be four four o'clock what the hell yeah. we're gonna start at one o'clock at my place and we don't start till four at your place well the i hell? mean the actual like tournament All the right. 350 tournament will be at four right. uh we'll probably do that big big game again uh earlier in the morning or whatever and i don't know that we literally just thought of this i think what this week no two three early weeks ago. this week mm. Well, we thought about talking about this for a while, but we finally yeah. decided on a, on a date and time, I think, within the last well, week and a half. Either way, if you guys are interested, hit us up on Facebook. Um, it's going to be January 30th. Uh, there's a nice hotel very, very close to where we'll we're get, at. Um, we'll get you an address. If you're in driving area, if you feel like you're going to, you really need to get out and do something, uh, you can fly into Sioux City or Sioux Falls, and we will go pick you up. I think that's in the works. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So check out those dates um, and those airlines, and we hope to see any of you there. It should be a good time. If anybody we... has any questions about it, look on Facebook, hit us up. Discord, hit us up. Either way. Ask the questions because somebody else will have the question as well, but... I mean, this is this is all for you know your comfort levels, and um, yep, we're hoping that by that time that that things will be starting to go back to somewhat normal. Vaccine, baby, and we've so, had we've had drops in numbers in Iowa anyway, so it's uh, it will be it will be a good time again. I'm I'm looking forward. To yeah. It. And well, let I'm us know. To have my shit painted this time too. Let us know. And on hex bases. If you are coming, let us know because if we do end up getting like fifty people of this thing, uh, I, I need to we find. Have a to make other accom- <laughs> we have to make other accommodations. <laughs> Which I don't think will be a problem, but we'll have. Well, we'll come to that 
bridge when the road gets there or something like that. So a bridge too far. Bridge too far. There you go. <clears throat> we'll head him off at the pass. Bridge over River Kwai. And, and we up, will though. be and we will be looking to uh, stream again for anybody who can't yeah. make it. Yeah. And guess who's going to be commenting Ch- like Madden? Charles Gideon's going to be channeling <laughs> his inner Joe Buck. We're going to see if we can Troy get some uh, drawing features and bam. We, mm. we, we tried to, we tried to get Duncan Fisher, but you have to pay Duncan Fisher and whiskey. And <laughs> coach, co- coach said no. <laughs> what? Coach wanted to drink all the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a good time. I'm really interested to see how this one pans out. So, and we got a little bit of Wolfnet uh, Regiment. What we had, we had a, a 3K the other the other Tuesday night, um, and Tommy was going to be absent, so he said, "Hey, uh, throw a Kuma three in there for me, and have fun with that." So I was jumping ten. And donkey punching people with both battle fists. That actually turned out well, but don't do it with double blind because you can't tell where they're going to be if you lose initiative. And just so everybody knows, the Kuma 3 has no weapons. It's has none. It's an it's an improved jump jet test, test mule. So it was fun. It was like, oh, look, you don't have any weapons. Ha ha. Like, you just punched me. Like, yeah. It's, and then I'm. Yeah. They had they had a they had a every turn was like a a plus five mod for me. Dave yep. touched me. It was there miss, was miss, a... miss 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 punch punch miss 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 punch 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 miss 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 what miss was punch, it? Punch. Um, I had two two uh, pilot special abilities. Uh, one was jumping jack, and mm-hmm. the other one was um, melee specialist. It was a zero zero pilot, and still the BV was at fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's cheap, 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 cheap. That's what you get with zero weapons. Because that was the first question. Like, you don't have any weapons. What What are you doing? Like, shh, just go to sleep. Yeah. So that was fun with that. Anything else we got going on with the regiment later? Oh, we do have the the. The WNRP movie nights that are happening occasionally. Um, last one we had was this Saturday, which was fun. Uh, Fang hosted that one. Thanks to him for hosting uh, five episodes of the animated series, which was fun. Bajals and enhanced imaging. I think we took a few shots too. <laughs> <laughs> and the one before that was what was that other movie we had watched? Kurosawa. Oh, seven, yeah, Seven Samurai. Seven, okay, yeah. He, Kurosawa. He's like, we watched this really old 1950s black and white Japanese. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you watched Kurosawa film. <laughs> probably watched Seven Samurai. Yeah, that sounds right. And, uh, and it was pretty good. It was funny. We had laughs, uh, comments, fun things about drag stuff. <laughs> so I'm really, good. really happy that's happening. That's that's a fun thing. Kind of just have a, a Discord watch party kind of a thing. That's That's cool. I'm, yeah, it's if people don't have the time to play, they can jump in like, hey, what's this going on? Like, we're watching a movie about some samurais. Like, I like samurais. Like, oh, I don't like samurais. I'm like, great, we should get together on the Battletech table sometime with and without. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make the uh, the next one. Uh, my Packers were in a tight game with Carolina at the moment, so. Priority. So, Priority. I didn't, I didn't make it. I had, uh, I had. that was the day that Max and Tim come over, and we were actually uh, looking at trying to figure out some rules for doing aerial combat in Alpha Strike. Ooh. So we had... We had about eight rule books open that we were looking through um, some different things, and I we've got we've got something that I think is workable. So we're going to start play testing play testing that because, as you know, the rules don't exist for doing aerial combat in Alpha Strike. So let's, we're going to play around. Some, we're going to play around some stuff and see. If we, so as long as I can drop points of elementals from aerospace i'm gonna be happy with that <laughs> I, I wish you guys luck <laughs> it's actually aaron it it's a lot better than you think Is there, there were some there were some good rules in uh, the battle space rule book that will more or less take care of movement so okay it I agreed. I, I agreed with you that it was going to be difficult until we started kind of digging in. And Max has always been, uh, a, he loves spaceships anyway. So he really kind of had an index in his head of where to go to look for stuff. And when he started pulling stuff out and we started reading things, I was like, okay, this is not going to be as far-fetched or as difficult as I was initially thinking about it. So... But we, I think we have a pretty good workable thing to try. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Very cool. That sounds exciting. So we had an AMA, yeah. huh? Yeah. Did you guys watch that? I no. not during. <laughs> I caught the recording. For those wondering, but... Catalyst had an Ask Me Anything <laughs> live YouTube uh, show. Which that was is. that was with uh, Ray Aristia, uh, Lauren Coleman, um, Brent Evans, Randall Bills, um, Talon Helfers. Helfers was there. Aaron Cowhall. Yep. There we go. There I was like, go. that's it. There, we're forgetting one <laughs> on his cell phone. Gotta get him on the podcast here yet too. Yeah, it, and that was supposed to be an AMA about the Kickstarter, but it it devolved Bald. from that very, very quickly really fast mutated <laughs> they, sh- they should have laid some ground rules <laughs> but i'm glad they're open for anybody to throw stuff out there and they they had to recap occasionally too with new listeners jumping mm-hmm. on too so i'm i'm glad they're i'm glad they're giving some feedback that is that's good that's i'm great. glad they did it yes um, if there's anything transparency between a gaming company and its fans is, is a big thing for me so I'm really glad they did it um, I would just say next time <laughs> limit the or, or at least don't read every question read the questions that you want to <laughs> kind of oh they definitely they definitely didn't read every question I mean I was there for the whole thing and um, the, did you have questions answered Andrew yeah I had a couple I had a couple well, well they saw it they saw Andrew Curl's name and they were like, we better get on this one. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I he's, I he's an influencer. 
<laughs> I took the stance that you know, like what we do on the podcast when we get when we get authors and we get movers or shakers of the universe on, the, so that questions that we've heard or things that that we're hearing, I, I want to give them the opportunity to address them or or to at least talk about what we're hearing about. So the, the biggest ones that I was asking about were around um, customer service, getting questions answered. Um, and that kind of thing. So, you know, one of the biggest things they, they called out there was, is that when you send your email to store at catalystgamelabs.com, make sure that you're putting something descriptive in the subject line so that they can get, get your questions routed properly. That was really the big thing was, um, you know, before you reach out and whether you're angry, you're upset, I get it, but just take a deep breath and think about how that thing is going. And when it gets delivered, if you want an answer and you want it quickly, you know, try and help them out so that it can get routed appropriately. And that was kind of the gist of what it was about. Um, I forget what some of the other questions were. So. so let's just start from the top of the list. Hour of the Wolf releasing January 1st. Matching the invasion launch of Terra, very cool. Yeah, um, that was, I, if I remember correctly, when I poked Blaine about that last week, I think that was his grand scheme and idea, and I, I think that's fantastic. Um, it We had to wait a little longer than I wanted to for Hour of the Wolf, but I, I think that's that's a really neat um, release date to coincide with the next chapter in the Battletech universe. So it's probably never happened before. So you're saying he had uh, a little bit of a hand in choosing the scheduled date for that to come out? That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. After all of his time of saying he has no control or say or <laughs> right. knowledge of when books are released. Like, bam, got it. Yeah. Hey, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. And if I am, I apologize. But I think if I understood correctly, I think it was kind of maybe he put it out there and oh yeah maybe that's a really good idea and somebody ran with it but well he's gonna be putting whatever. a lot of words in your mouth andrew so i think <laughs> yes, this is your opportunity that is Every true single good, one. good point that's awesome take the bully pul pulpit mm -hmm. it's all <laughs> yours what else did what else do we want blaine to say no i'm just kidding <laughs> I, i'll start making a list <laughs> so i mean the ama it, uh, I won't. I won't go down that road. Um, we had confirmation that the Ill Clan source book will be coming out in the spring, um, roughly targeted for April. Yeah, Brent was um, holding it up from the back shelf. That's awesome. I like the way he always plays with things. Like Brent, like we'll, they'll start talking about a topic, and he'll grab the topic and he'll start showing it and playing with it. And I think that's a lot of fun because it gives the viewers something to attach to besides just the audio. Yeah, he's got all the toys in his room. He's going to pull it out and play with it, you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, Clan Source book is set for April. And again, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I think yeah, it... Yeah, could decide to do something else cool. <laughs> I think it, Well, I think it's spring. I just... I don't know if they specifically said April or... I, I think it will be spring, so... 
uh, especially with talking to some inside sources, they were verifying certain things that indicated it was the final uh, final draft of a source book. So uh, I think that's really close, which is like, yay, Ill Clan source book on Terra. It's going to be amazing. So especially after not, you're seeing I don't want, that. I don't want to ruin it, but. I'm going to ask the question, did anyone else catch Helfer's comment about Terra towards the end of the Ask Me Anything? Nope. nope. Okay, I'll, when we're done here, I'll let you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate what I had heard. It um, kind of gives some insight into what happens at the end of Hour of the Wolf, so I'm not going to oh, say anything. Oh, you're such a tease. Um, so there's our trivia question. Everybody, very interesting. what on earth we're talking about. Because <laughs> we don't know either. <laughs> well, if Helfer said it on the AMA, just say it. I didn't watch the whole thing either, so I never caught that. Son of a gun. Give the little we'll talk bird, about it when we're done. Give the little we'll birdies their, their feeding. Tweet, tweet, uh, tweet, tweet. <laughs> oh, maybe, they'll go back and, maybe they'll go back and watch it again. So. All right. Near the um, end. So, Hey, Some of the, hey, hey Grave Death talking. fan. Hey, Grave Death yeah. fan. Take the next one. That was your big poster yeah. back there. Uh, well, I mean, as as if uh, Brent saying so twice wasn't enough, they all all of them agreed Grave Death is coming back on a semi-soft reboot continuation story. So I'm curious to see how they're going to implement that. But uh, it's good to know that it's not just Brent screwing with me because I use a great death backdrop. <laughs> and, it's Will- and it's William Keith. Well, Ray, Ray, Ray's got that background too. I know, Ray Arostia, you are my spirit animal. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> not with that. Not with that hat on. He had was it? Hats don't sell. Yeah, that was the, that was the funny comment. Funniest comment of the night is hats don't sell. I'm like, I have I have a lot of BattleTech hats. I think uh, they do sell. And I completely disagree with that. But uh, I like the fact uh, that he said that. And Andrew's first thing he goes to me is like, I think we should make hats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you guys, ding, you guys ding. remember? I make I make I, I bring hats to Gen Con every year. Yeah, and they and sell. I can't. No, I don't. I don't sell. He them. doesn't sell them. He just gives them sell. away, and everybody. Everybody wants one. Well, but yeah, you're not everyone allowed. Shows up, there's, everybody there's shows up to get one. So there's always somebody out there asking hats, for free stuff. Hats well, look at sell. Lauren, look at, hats sell. Talk to me about clothing. I got some lines. Call me. Something figured out. God, you talk about, you know, find a salesman that could, you know, sell ketchup popsicles to a woman in white gloves. You give Battletech hats out there. The mech warriors are going to come and get them. I mean, anyway, uh, that was that was probably that was probably the most comical comment through the whole AMA that I found. Just are, are you kidding me? Anyway, all that and the fact um, that Squirrel was mentioned like every half hour. <laughs> yes, it was. That was, that was glorious. That was pretty humorous too. <laughs> so well, another another good faction that's going to be talked about next year too that uh, some a lot of folks will be pretty excited about is. Uh, it was confirmed that the Smoke Jaguars will be getting a novel next year. So I was very excited to hear that as well. It's always fun. I know that there was a lot of Smoke Jaguar fans out there. And to know that they're getting a book next year, 
um, not knowing exactly when, right? Because that was also confirmed that they will continue, Catalyst being they, will continue to explore the entire timeline. We're going to we're going to be moving the timeline forward again, but they will continue to be dipping their toe back like um, everywhere into this, you know, force session war um in all of the time up to where we're currently at. I think they kind of nixed going back to the first and second succession war and the Star League. They weren't really going to get into that too much, but um, storyline that will go along with the product that's been released, like a game of armored combat was set in for Secession War, Clan Invasion, of course, 3050, 3052. So we'll we'll continue to see that, I think, which is which is great. There's so many so many niches in the, in the universe that need more context. So there isn't a lack of need more cowbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there isn't a lack of, of things to write about well and speaking of the books <laughs> tommy have you been readying your ear holes because they're really they're coming out with the gray death trilogy on audiobook what yeah that's the next one yeah prepare, prepare thy ear holes and they plan on prepare doing thy ear holes and they plan on doing audio for all of them in time. Yep, as time as time allows. The the idea is to get the entire the entirety in, in audiobook, which would be and Tommy, and unabridged. Tommy's putting on his, his Jade Falcon <laughs> COVID mask. Yeah. He had it on upside down earlier. <laughs> now and did they, I understand Oh, see, now I lost my thought. I, the, that mask just totally you, threw me off. You you <laughs> did understand. You did hear the tidbit that somebody asked about the Wolverines, and I it was pretty blatantly spoken that they were not going to continue the Wolverine chain. Yay. They're dead. Let them die, uh-huh. guys. Just did let you, them die. Did- did you notice that they were more open to bringing back the bird people from far country yeah. than they were Alienated. the Wolverines? <laughs> well, I, let's, we'll see. I, we'll see. I think if Blaine ends up wanting to explore something and, and has the ability to push the right buttons, I know that he's going to do that just because that's what he does. So um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't <laughs> call them completely dead, but I, don't hold your breath. At least mainline story or something. They're dead. Um, <laughs> we had uh, we had con- uh, confirmation again, which we had heard this in our podcast. Uh, what two, three months, two months ago, that the worldwide event next year will be centered around the Grey Watch Protocol book number two, titled "Paid in Blood." Um, that is very exciting. And if you recall from that previous podcast, Brent had said that there are some really cool maps in the works, um, specifically around an HPG and getting some real concrete numbers around physical size, which I think will be spectacular to see. So um, that was a, a fun thing to hear and know that 
that's going forward. Um, so, so, sorry to interrupt, but no, I just I, I was looking at the show notes and I could have sworn that somebody had written in the title of the book is Plaid in Blood. <laughs> and... You were well, laughing there for a minute. I'm like, what the hell is so funny? <laughs> that's so much. Probably better. wouldn't be wrong there either. So. <laughs> Plaid and Blood. Oh, that's a perfect Northwind Highlanders uh, book title. <laughs> should, should we just go ahead and change the title of the book yep. now? We'll just call John up hey, and say, "Hey, Michael, Michael, if you're listening, and when you do hear this, uh, we put that down for us. We, we did that for you." So, <laughs> <Ching>. um, <laughs> Plaid and Blood. Change the title. <laughs> uh, some other things. So, I've been working on redoing a couple of rooms here and I got some bookshelves put up and I got everything um, starting to get my library sorted out and I ran across I've got two I got two boxes of Succession Wars and two boxes of Solaris 7 the interesting thing on the AMA was is that they didn't say no to potentially new releases to those so yeah. That was that was more of a kind of take my money uh, moment, and uh, really excited to see what happens um, on that front because I've played Stellaris Seven. I, I have the Succession Horse box. Never played it. It's it's one of those games that I try, but it, you need a couple players to be able to do it. So, um, that I would be, love I would love to see cool. the O'Bannon sisters in. Twin Marauder 2 is running that show. <laughs> that kind is that, of, that's a, kind is of that a lingerie type or is that Beck Warriors? Well, if they make Mad 2 lingerie, <laughs> I, it's fine. Mad 2 lingerie. Now there's right. Modus. Aaron Modus. and Andrew Modus. will both be wearing that together. Yeah. Well, it, it's like the original, only 25 more tons. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oofta. Yes. Make sure, <clears throat> make sure you overstuff the pillow. That's, that's just, doing it. Make sure you overstuff it. Jeez. Um, so the other, the the last, I don't know, maybe one of the last things, and I don't even know if we should talk about it. There was rumors that there's a script circulating in Hollywood uh, that is centered or around the Battletech universe, which I just find. I can't say this without having a, a, a shit-eating grit on my face that if they have a script circulating and no one from Catalyst has read it, um, what the fuck? That's a problem. <laughs> you, really can't, you really can't have a movie that's be a success without having those that are no. reading the idea. Because be where, involved, would you, so. where would you start that? Where, what, what era time... Faction oh my god, dude! That would character. be its own podcast. I mean, yeah. that would be its own podcast. I, I really, you, if <laughs> I really do think what? we should shelve that one for an entire podcast. <clears throat> that man, I everybody could... make their arguments and and yeah. we'll just do a podcast on what would be the best place to start. That sounds like a good one. The, the Hollywood series that because that would, that would what, be cool. What they're doing with the background screen for Mandalorian. Um, that would make filming a Battletech film or TV miniseries so much easier. With that digital moving background that they got, that would... Oh, 
That would be awesome. Yeah, but you also got the power of Disney behind that too. So, wow, that's true. Well, they, <laughs> well you always got to be the first one to do it. Then it gets cheaper after that. So, yeah. My, my biggest worry is it. It's just somebody out there who optioned the idea because, like, the like show like The Expanse yep. was is popular, and they're like, we need something similar, so we can riff on it. And oh, there's this there's this universe called BattleTech. Yeah, yep. let's option that, and we're gonna totally butcher it to make it like The Expanse because I, that was popular. That was cool. People I guarantee like that. you, that's what's happening. Is... Did you guys did you do you guys remember Robot Jocks? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna get in this it thing was... and kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kill I you mean, dead. I mean, Saturday, they even not had, at all. They even had breeding program and in, in tin spawns, and yep. I mean it was. Really, guys, this is such a blatant ripoff, and it's so badly done. But you know. I can't even write my own name. I can tell you that's what's going on right now. Is studios are just literally buying up any sci-fi um, IP that has any type of background or novels or game. You know, they're just eating. They're just shopping it out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get excited about it. Oh, I'm not at all. It's one of those things that if it happens, great, but I will not be holding my breath and no. Unless <laughs> unless I hear unless I hear that the Catalyst group has been involved in it, um it's not going to be right. So, although yeah. watching Blaine and Hollywood have to work together would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be spectacular. <laughs> I would want to be on I want to be on his security detail oh, just so I can be man. in the room just to hear that conversation because that, that would be spectacular. Be dibs, dibs, <laughs> but, dibs. But speaking of uh, holding dibs. breath and the uh, Kickstarter AMA, what, when is it all coming out? February, they, they, March. And that's when Wave it's supposed two? to ship, right, from China. Yeah, I think the, it's... The minis. I think that's... What was it? Yeah. Like We heard... We heard that everything was getting shipped to the hubs, and then what? Like two or three weeks later, we started getting yeah, the first uh, uh, like FedEx it, notifications. It's still uh, it's still a question of whether they will get everything done mm -hmm. and finished before Chinese New Year. If they can't get that done, it's April stagnant before they'll ship. I think it's still and, even June. I'm okay with because Wave Two is big. To be honest Just, with you, I would rather I would rather them wait because I get the feeling that things are kind of being pushed to try and beat that Chinese New Year. And yeah, I I'll be I'm I'm gonna be a little critical. Um, <laughs> they they need to do better quality assurance. They need to start paying more attention to the fiction and stop having mistakes of the warship union class uh, there was there was there was a piece of fiction where they were completely talking about the wrong style of ship in in the in the sequence and that's just what we got to get better if if it's i forget which book it was in the last within the last three or four books but oh. if if we're gonna be a, a leading I mean, we're we're bringing battle. BattleTech has been brought itself back. It's resurrected itself. But those kind of mistakes have to go away. 40k is not making those mistakes. Now, is 40k bigger than BattleTech? It is. But if you want to be that, if you want to get to that level, 
take the extra time and do it right. And if you start putting out that product where we don't have those mistakes, and you can reference that and say, hey, look, things have gotten better. I think the fans are going to be a little more forgiving in getting it right instead of rushing it out the door. Do you think there's do you think there's a lot of pressure from the fan base to get the wave two to us as soon as possible? Or yes. is everyone just kind of like, Hey, this the wave one was awesome. Uh, don't, don't just don't, well, we can wait a little bit. Just don't screw up wave two. I do for the simple fact of those that did, that didn't do split shipping. Well, that yeah. is their own damn fault. <laughs> but why, but why, it was their choice. But I think but I think fault? that there's a lot of there's a lot of people who pro- I think did that and they're you know rightfully wanting to get on the train. And what if what I, if we did that in order there. to what if we did that in order to get all the mistakes out of the way? That <laughs> oh, that's true. Had that's to deal true. with you guys will probably get they, better dice. <laughs> and then they fix that by the time. Like well, just just I, because it's fast doesn't mean it's going to be good. That's Probably. just like when somebody decides that they want to switch over to the new op- operating system. That first six to eight months is everybody testing out the crap in there. Yeah. Oh, I so, get yeah. it. Just for well, 15 and, bucks, I wanted the stuff in my hands. Absolutely. When it, I, I think my biggest worry is that with the like success of Wave 1 and that there was only one glaring like drawback i mean there was like little things here and there but there's only one product that really got missed missed um that for wave two i feel like people have now turned it into i'm just ordering this product and it's still a kickstarter Mm -hmm. they'll deliver whenever they deliver but people have really kind of gotten to this like oh i'm just going to pump all this extra money in i'm gonna get this stuff on this day they're promising it it's like it's still a kickstarter so you you may you might not get that stuff for a year that but that's the nature of a kickstarter yep just because wave one hit doesn't mean wave two is gonna go perfect right and what if maybe they fix the dice before it gets to me they probably will (laughs) no all I, the dice are already made. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. When 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 yours are going to be have like falcons on them anyway, they're already going to be screwed up. Uh it was pretty cool that they did mention that they're going to keep going with the kickstarters. Um they're Yeah, gonna, that there will be future. They're yep. going to be newer packs and newer boxes and newer stuff and I'm I'm super you know, with with the way they did the merchant, um, the merchant stuff, uh, that was my big pet. One of my big worries about the whole Kickstarter is like, oh, they're just gonna screw the the stores and not you know have that. Well, after you know the source and seeing that beautiful wall full of freaking mechs and stuff like that, um, they're doing it the right way. <laughs> I so. bought the last lens. I bought the last packs off the shelf. Um, <laughs> What the last week and a half ago for Mario? So uh, all they got left there is is box uh, the invasion box sets, which is awesome because that's still a good. It's still a great box set. It's that's awesome. Yeah, and you notice that I keep hearing that you know while people are waiting for Wave Two to come out, they keep pumping more and more money, and as long as the 
as long as the Kickstarter, as long as the order system stays open. It's like, oh, I just threw another 300 bucks in or I just yeah. threw another paycheck in. Like, yeah, it's it, it gave people the opportunity to throw in more stuff that they that they want. I can't and remember I think, who, who mentioned it, but they're like, oh, thank God the pledge manager's closed so I don't spend more money. Right. <laughs> right? When, when Lauren mentioned that for every two to three boxes that are part of the Kickstarter, that that, that equals one that they get to have in inventory. So Extra, yep. You know, if you need to tell yourself that it's, you know, you being a philanthropist and helping out everybody else and ordering those extra backpacks so that way there's more on the shelves, you can tell yourself that. That's okay. I'll support Yay. that. You can justify yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in the AMA. Um, it, it was, it, for a while there, it turned into, uh, it, it was, Hey, answer this very specific question on, I have very or... personal, I have very personal questions on my order and yeah. you, I have access to you. So I'm going to answer them or ask them and, and they took <laughs> time to, to answer some of that. And it was like, yeah. guys, somebody, somebody talk, somebody talk for me. I have to take care of this order right now like during this. I think he like, mentioned three or four times. Cool. Like if you have a question about your order, please email such and such. And this is not the place for it, but then they'd still answer the question. Did so, they go over? Uh, I didn't, of course I've, I've said this. I haven't, I didn't see the AMA. Did they say anything about the dice issue? Oh Yeah. They said they're definitely getting rid of all the Jade Falcon ones. Yep. <laughs> they are not selling Jade Falcons anymore. So I should keep all my stuff so it will be a collector's <laughs> item. Yeah, they're rare. Uh, yeah, they addressed it, and they said they were not very happy. And they don't but know what they're going to do about what, it yet. What are you going to do they, about it? You know, they talked about the the, the deviation of if, if you have, like, a, a Lance Pack or a box set that has, you know, one bent arm on a mini that you know that's that's a small percentage of the total product that you purchased probably so they're really not going to fix that yeah. but if you have like a major problem like the whole thing is destroyed or every one of that kind is has errors yes so they'll address that but if it's <clears throat> if it's within the realm of a whoopsie like a you know, well, did, it really, did it really affect I it, can, or was was it just I, I an can, arm? Yeah, I, I can I can say that the dice that I have here, I bought I bought the collector set, and I bought extras because I knew my kids were going to want them. And that's a lot of collateral. I got, eight, I got eight dice into the collector set and stopped because they were bad. And how in, many were in the collector in set? Thirty-two. So eight. I of got 32. to eight sets. I got to eight sets out of thirty-two. And I didn't personally, for $125, those eight sets ruined it for me right there. And that's and that's on top of the individual dice that I got. My Dragoon set, they're good. But I got a Kirita set here, and I took – there's pictures of it on the Facebook page. It is ridiculous. And, and you're looking at 25% errors. And that's too high. And I'm sorry yeah. if it costs if it costs fifteen thousand dollars to get the dice rerun. You owe it to us as as customers to fix that. And if it costs you money to do that, it's the cost of doing business. I'm sorry. You need to make that right. It's not a question of how big or what's the scope. It is a problem. You need to fix it. It's not. 
I'm going to dole these out, rerun it and make it right. Do right by the fans and fix it. And it's, that, that gives room, that gives room for further um, bettering of quality. And if they need to run additional audits through the quality of those suppliers or those manufacturers, have them run more audits. I mean, you, you can't run enough audits. If it slows things down, getting a better product at a slower rate is better than having product returned or product thrown away. Well, I mean, I keep I keep going back to the idea that, I mean, you go to the source. They have dice on the wall. What are they going to, what is their recourse for for a dice that's completely lopsided? If a person buys that and brings it back, there's no recourse for that. Right now, they don't have a way to fix that. That is horseshit. That you, <laughs> that's not the right answer. So... so- Maybe using excited. some of the sorry using some of the five P's will help some of that with uh, you know thinking down the road, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. What's this about helpers <laughs> winning the beard contest? He is he is the he is the beard man. Yeah, but if like even he said He's got a great um, beard going on. Um who did who who did he say? Oh see now I totally brain fart now that i start talking <laughs> uh, okay. uh, randall he's like no but if randall doesn't trim his for a day he'll he'll pass me up so <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see well, we'll see. you're just gonna have to catch him in his sleep and trim his beard every night <laughs> <laughs> so in the, the in the last final thing in the ama that that i was glad that they were able to talk about it to a point was uh, the elephant in the room, and it's 3D prints in Catalyst. That was, that was a good discussion. Being the, you know, being the moderators, being the creators of the IP, being the stewards, that's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for, being the stewards of the intellectual property, they have to. I mean, it's it's a business. They have to take the stance. Look, you can't you can't be selling and doing things in our IP in <laughs> in making a profit without having it go up the chain it's a business um that being said lauren lauren made the comments he's like look we love the fact that people are doing 3d prints and you know building things in the universe but do that for yourself and do it for home as soon as it hits the internet and you start trying to make a dollar off of it that's when things go sideways and yep. I'm sorry. I, I get that you got the term pirates and you got this and you know people are upset because I can't play that. Guys, it's that way across every game system. There isn't you can't go 3D print your entire army in 40k and go to a table. It's you, you can't do that. It's <laughs> I, I don't I get it, but at the end of the day, there really is a discussion. There there is really no discussion when it comes to a licensed intellectual property. So I, 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 I thought he did a good job of answering it. I thought he did a good job of addressing it. Um, he did it much, much more eloquently than I just did. Um, but um, I, I'm glad that they were able to talk about it. I think that well, was the last thing. I think that was the last thing we had for the AMA. Yeah. Well, when the, and, the, and the big thing too, to keep in mind is as the steward, 
you know, Catalyst has to abide by what Top says as far as protecting the IP. If they don't protect, do a good job protecting the IP, they don't get to have the IP. Tops yeah, will find somebody else. It. Yep. So they're, they're, they're stuck. So the meetings will continue until morale improves. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. What else we got going on? Tommy, you got any 8K talk for us tonight? Yeah, have you figured all that out yet? Like, fig- rules, figured out all the rules? Book. Yeah, come on. You're muted, Tommy. Muted. Where the hell muted. are we at? You're muted. You're muted. Tommy, you're muted, See buddy. See that little red light muted. on the end of your microphone? That means you're muted. <laughs> yeah, it's a big finger. Um, I like that big finger. So, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the rules have only took uh, the 350, like, two three years to create so um yeah, these, these will take 10 build rome in a, in a day do it yeah yeah but they had like so, a lot of people so 8k there's a lot of stuff that's going to be very similar to the rules for 8k that will follow from the 350 experiment bases um the the, the type of the the look and and the feel of the game yeah, it's it's going to be classic. Now, it's going to be two map or two map sheets uh, in person. I'm not saying that the that they that you guys could use AK in uh, Mega Mech because I'm pretty sure there's people out there that does AK or something similar to it. Um, but in a premiere event, we're going to keep it kind of like the rules, like no experiment. Experimental rules. Um, no experimental units from the MUL. Everything, of course, is going to be based off the MUL. Um, there's a few uh, rules that aren't as widely known. So 300 tons is the max limit of weight for Four the units. AK. Um, no, you could go up to five units. Really? Yes. Yep. You could go up to five units yes, if you want. Star. Yeah, it, it, it's a star or a lance or go down it, Go down to even one mech versus the other guy. If you have a one mech that is a 8K, you go right ahead and have one mech as 8K. Just make a 300 tonner. Yeah. I wonder so, if that's even possible. Uh, uh, the, best, cannon. the best unit I've came up with is a two mech. Uh, list and that's dangerous we're not going to talk about that yeah we're not going to talk about that one golden golden bullet right now that 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 list i came up with is after my back surgery and i literally tested it for about four weeks straight of playing mega mech everything died we have all the screenshots to prove it oh yeah poor guys (laughs) yeah yeah our our messenger net is just full of them it's awesome like Holy crap! Look at all the. Di- Never mind. So, Never mind. are you going to have time limit on this, or is it just, or is there a? See, that's a that's threshold? another thing I got. I got I got to talk. Like I got to figure that out. Got to do some play testing. Because um, I would say if there's like a threshold, not necessarily. I mean, if, try to find out what the threshold would be for a certain time limit. So, say you. Well, if you can have. You're gonna have five on five units. That's quite a bit of time, right? So eight, eighty one. minutes. 
80 minutes. So let's just stick it. Uh, like we could start off with like 80 minute uh, rounds, just like L, uh, the 350. I think you'd have to go to at least two hours. Yeah. Boy, well, dude, you're playing Blood Name, one mech on two map, two mechs on two maps, and it's an hour. You're gonna have two people playing five mechs. It's this the is egg. gonna be this. It, you're gonna have to really know your shit. I mean, Aaron and I played a lance on lance game in on one map sheet, and it took us and we were booking. We were it was speed chess, and it was 45 minutes. There yep. was no uh, talking. AK. There was no table talk. There was nothing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, the AK is not the faint of heart uh, gameplay. Is it'll not be a tier one. It'll be tier one. Yeah. You you come to the you come to the table. You better know your shit. Be an advanced player. So, uh, 8K BV 2.0, um, 300 tons. Uh, there has to be a separation of there. There can be an, only the max separation of uh, skill level from gunnery to piloting is two. So. A two four can work, but a one four will not. Oh, okay. Um, Check that. That stops people from having like a a zero seven. D- does that um, work both ways? Yes. So okay. you could, if if it's you could have a five a four, three. Two, if it's a oh, four two, you it's fine. Or a five okay. three. So I can't take a Kuma three with a seven O pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be shooting. <laughs> you can't pick a Kuma 3 because it's an experimental unit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I already looked into that, by the way. <laughs> um, That's what the the Discord, there's a, a Discord um, subgroup text, text channel. It's called 8K Classic Format. Um, I got. The rules already started on there already. Um, people comes up with, ask me about stuff. I've been adding more rules to it. I've been taking things off. Um, uh, what else was there? Max, max only. This is only a mech game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no vehicles or BA. No vehicles or, or BA. If you want that, play 350. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, <laughs> what what I am wondering, so I know a lot of this, and the nice thing about the AK is you can practice on Mega Mech because, like, the 350, there was no, there's yeah, no online. There's no I mean, you can try to do Tabletop Simulator, but I, I don't think anyone's created a, a good enough version of that for 350. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anybody out there? <laughs> Um, oh, there's so much, so much, <laughs> so much. Uh, but I'm wondering if 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 there is a time difference from Mega Mech to tabletop. Like, if there's an algorithm, like, okay, it took us 35 minutes on Mega Mech to play an 8K. What would that translate to actual tabletop? Again, mm-hmm. that's really going to depend on the person and how right. fast they can calculate two hits and whether yep. they're playing, you know, three steps ahead. And how it really, how fast can you calculate? Cause I mean, when I was playing classic more often, I mean, I could, I knew every mech on the table. Do I have line of sight? Yes. This is the two hit there. This is the two hit there. This is the two hit there. And 
it's just gonna there's gonna be a lot of effort there to and I don't know what the algorithm will be to to change that because of course Mega Mech does all that for you. Tommy, would you even go so far as to maybe take out advanced in the AK? No. Just to limit the the amount of weapon systems that players would have to learn. We're well, talking about cheese <laughs> here. <laughs> well, it's AK, well, so you're gonna get cheese. I mean that. You're oh, gonna yeah. get cheese. People are gonna bring the cheese. Okay. Um. No, I'd keep advanced in there. Experimental, of course. But when you come to play and somebody asks, well, what's the difference between a a heavy large laser and an improved heavy large laser? You're going to have to know. know. You're going to have to know that. And I don't. (laughs) So... I think, yeah, we, I think you, we just got you through like ATMs. Now we'll have to get you on and prove. Oh, that. I know, I know. One weapon system, <laughs> one weapon system per year is is how I I go through. Because I was like, I'm I'm so. I'm seeing this as kind of like, you know, regular classic BattleTech would be a, a chess tournament, and the AK would be more of like a Grandmasters tournament where you you really do need to. I mean, because <laughs> I would I would even go so far to say like if you have to pull out the rule book. During an AK, that would be like a slow play automatic warning. Yeah, yes. and and that's stuff we have to talk about. There's there's stuff we have to to go over. There's stuff we we still need to uh, play test. Because so. when I I know when I play classic, it's like that rule book is open all the time, and I've got to have like page numbers marked because I I just haven't been in classic very much. I I, I know my <laughs> I I know. 30, 25 to 30, 50, but anything after that, I'm, I'm really fuzzy on it. Um, so, not, not saying I couldn't learn it and read it and, and do, you know, do the legwork. But, but how much classic have you played lately? Though? Ooh, zero. Ooh. I mean, not counting Mega Mech. Well, we could count Mega Mech, I okay. guess. Well, I, I, I've tried to we get had, on Mega Mech as possible as much as I, I think can. we had a, we had a 30, 25, 8K back at the store. And that was yep. probably we what, filmed that six one too, ago? didn't we? Yeah. Oh, that might be a that year ago like, already. <laughs> probably. Probably. So um too long. The another thing I, I do have to say is um and I've uh, I've talked to you guys about it, but no I don't think I've mentioned it. It's it's one of those you bring your unit, you bring your unit, you don't change it. That's it. That's your it's unit. It's not like three fifty where you, you, you have Wiggle Some, room in the in the three hundred yeah. points. You bring your stuff. Yep. You can't change anything out because it's locked in. You're you're already uh send you already sent all your list in. Yeah. You sent you what your gun piloting is. You I think your, I think that's a good idea to eliminate as much extra time as possible. So um, that's how that's going. I know some people out there, and I, I, I told to talk to gold and stuff like that and they, he was like well i'd like to have 10k and be able to change out a mech or something and i'm like honestly 10k compared to an 8k you're you're talking about two grand that's not going to be a big mech that you're switching out unless you're switching out a, a mech that's three 3k and then bringing in a different mech or something or keeping the pilot yeah no, uh, just bring your AK and... I think that's the, the best way to go. To, 
to create as much as least amount of confusion as possible. Yep. And, and, and the whoever's setting up the tournament or event, they're the ones that are going to set up map sheets. They're because not to set up the map sheets, but just laying the map sheets or. They're the ones that picking the map sheets out. You're the one that's yeah. You're not, how you're not bringing your own map sheets and stuff like that. And then, providing yep. providing most of the things, most of the supplies. Are you and doing? I, are you doing like blood name where they do the hunter and the and the? Uh, I haven't got to that part yet. Oh, okay. Um, it's still a work in progress. Yep, still a work in progress. Something. I'm getting used to three uh, three fifty, but I really like the classic. Battle tech, so yeah, um, yeah, and it's just one of those deals. Also, like you bring your three fifty, and you bring your three fifty, and you could still play the game. But if you bring your eight K, and I bring my eight K, you can play as well. Yeah, I so, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of wasted time. It's just race that go. I think I think it's just the like you said, hitting on the three fifty general theme of. There's no wasted time in what era, um, what experience level, all that's yep. taken out. If you're if you're playing on a on a balanced rule sheet, then it just eliminates so much more confusion and argument and and time. So yeah, exactly, and 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 that's what I kind of like because then I, I could go to a I could go meet you guys on Thursday night. And be like, all right, I brought my AK. Yep, I brought my AK. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get working on my AK then. And then I'd be like, yeah, you so you got the targeting computer and large pulses, huh? Yep. <laughs> it's going to be like that. <clears throat> and you'll be like, I'm bringing my Nightwolf, but I'm not going to move it. <laughs> yeah, so. I got to get over that. <laughs> I'm learning. And 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 that's another thing. Uh, there's certain rules that, like you said, there's certain rules that people are not used to. Who knows about the rules with heat uh, from like a the difference between a uh, plasma rifle and a plasma cannon? Yeah. One of them uh, does damage and one of them does damage or heat or and or, I believe. You could correct me and yell at me if all you want. <laughs> I, I, I think the cannon Besides. is all, all heat and then the rifle is damage plus heat. But I get them confused all the time too. Like, yeah, I have them totally like backwards that, there. So. See, cool. and, and if only it was all all as simple as improved. You know, improved heavy laser. <laughs> that the improved one is the better one. Improved ATM. Oh, that's the better one. <laughs> well, I, I think heavy is a plus one to hit, and the improved heavy takes the plus one away. I believe. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. There's so many more rules. It's definitely going to be. Uh, you have to be a master of at least your own list in yeah. order to be able to. And and honestly, what we could do is we could test test out the difference. Me and Mac could go at, go at it on AK on Mega Mac, and then we yep. could go play on tabletop and test how long it takes just for our own stuff. We could get a baseline on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good goal to set. Um, and it's for fun, but it's it's also competitive and also don't be a dick. 
because I, I just say that every episode. Don't be a dick. <laughs> or All try right. to every episode. If we move along to requests, looks like we've had some fan requests. It seems like the only two we haven't covered are my favorite is somebody wants to have some Aaron commercials. Yeah, what's this all about now? I just read this. That's exactly how it sounds. They want some Aaron commercials. So I get to make commercials <laughs> then? If you want. Awesome. Or um, we, we used to do some faction commercials and stuff like that. Some spoofs. I think we should do some more. Yeah, we did We did discuss uh, upping the production value and actually doing some uh, pre-recorded and, and edited uh, commercials and little gags and stuff like this. So uh, hopefully in the, you, after the new gonna year. You're going to have a ball gag? Ball gag? I don't. I could maybe try to do a commercial with a ball gang in, but <laughs> oh, I mean, for a ball. I always <laughs> ask for one for Christmas, but I never get one. So you just never ask. Well, them, you know. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll get that taken care of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Just send them to the Gifts office between cousins. House. <laughs> so I think we still have like maybe four or five commercials on hand that we have in the past. And we just did another one. Um, some word of Blake recruiting. So oh, we'll put those in a file and we'll use those yeah, if we need to. Yeah. Make some new ones. Let's get those into a into our drive shared drive file and I'll try to find out where I can plug it into. So speaking of commercials. That's right. Oh, are we going to history brief? brief? There we go. <laughs> this, this history brief brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures with our own Charles Gideon. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs, in a flash, the dream ended, and centuries of nightmare would follow. Hello Wolfnet and welcome to another installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's begin. December 27th, 2766. Today we go to Unity City on Terra. A man walked across a snowy courtyard on a crisp, clear winter morning. Under his arm, he carried a carefully wrapped gift that he was going to present to his friend, who he had not seen in over two years. If it had been any other man, one could assume the grin on his face was due to the excitement of seeing a loved one after so long and sharing some holiday cheer. Unfortunately, it wasn't any other man. It was Stefan Ameris, president of the Rimworld Republic, and waiting inside with delight was Richard Cameron, the sixth and final First Lord of the Star League. Amaris made his way to the private audience chamber with his four bodyguards. He had spent so much time here with Richard over the previous decade that it must have felt somewhat like coming home. The First Lord's guards did not stop Amaris and his men because they were expressly forbidden to do so. The First Lord wanted Amaris to feel welcome because he viewed him as family and did not want him treated as any other dignitary or visitor. After some warm greetings, Amaris presented Richard with his gift. Richard excitedly ripped away the paper to find another wrapped box inside. After a total of six unwrapped boxes, Richard's anticipation was making him giddy. He opened the final rosewood box to find a gem-encrusted laser pistol, with the Cameron star engraved on one side and the Amaris sigil on the other. Richard handed the pistol over to Amaris when he offered to tell him about the gift in detail. Amaris spoke of how special the pistol was, 
and then the sound of a distant explosion rolled through the audience chamber. It is said that when Amaris leveled the laser at the young Richard's head, that the First Lord grinned, thinking his friend was making some sort of joke. His trust for Amaris was so complete that the idea he might be threatening him never crossed his mind. And it never would, because Amaris casually pulled the trigger, removing Richard's head in a grisly scene of superheated gore. With that, the Amaris coup began, as well as the slow death throes of the Star League. If one were to look back on all of humankind's history, there are few moments that change the trajectory for every living soul that compare to this one. But just like so many of these occasions, this instant was merely the climax of years of careful planning. This moment was the culmination of a plan which started 13 years earlier when Amaris met Richard for the first time. Richard, at nine years old, was the eldest of three children who had lost their parents and is often the case of a child who outranks everyone who is tasked with caring for them, Richard was known to be petulant and prone to tantrums. Amaris keyed in on the boy's fascination with tales of chivalry and quickly became the only adult Richard confided in. Rather than discuss the duty, honor, and sacrifice of the chivalric code, Amaris indulged the boy's ideas of the divine right of rulers and further twisted Richard's perceptions of those around him until he saw only threats to his rule. That is except Amaris, of course, who masterfully maneuvered to support Richard's poor decisions and would privately encourage them. Over time, Amaris was able to use his standing as the ruler of a periphery state to build rapport with the other periphery nations. He used this clout to incite paranoia about Star League aggressiveness and overreach. All the while, he pushed Richard to enact exactly the decrees he warned the periphery leaders about. The simmering uneasiness finally boiled over, and the periphery was at war with the Star League. Richard turned to his trusted friend to bring in garrison forces to protect hegemony worlds while the SLDF was a hundred parsecs away. And it was with his troops in place, the rightful defenders fighting a manufactured war, and absolute trust from his victim that Amaris sprung his trap. Nearly four centuries of warfare and Machiavellian intrigue can change people's perceptions, and Amaris's legacy is no different. He has been portrayed as everything from a periphery freedom fighter to just another interplanetary leader acting as they do. If you've been misled, do not despair. Even Victor Steiner Davian made justifications for Amaris's actions in some of his own historical writings. But if you were to ask me for one word to describe a man who would trade millions of innocent lives, the well-being of his own people, and smile while looking a nine-year-old orphan in the eyes, thinking he might one day kill the boy, all for personal power? Well, Wolfnet, the only word I could possibly use is evil. This is Gideon signing off, and as always, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Welcome back. Interesting stories and great, uh, great timelines with our uh, Charles Gideon, and uh, that was brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. Thanks a lot, Derek King. Moving along, uh, Coach, we just noticed that Australia just downloaded tomorrow instead of today. Yes, apparently uh, the Wolfnet Radio podcast uh, has transcended time and space, and uh, we already have a couple of downloads uh, uh, on a day that hasn't existed yet, for us anyway, so 
Uh, thanks, uh, other side of the world, I guess. <laughs> In the future. And the, <laughs> thanks, future you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mad Drop and Wildcard. Um, By the way, Wildcard, you got a package coming. Ooh, Wildcard. That sounds ominous. Wildcard getting a package. Yay. Apparently, I'm getting a package, too, but I don't think I'm going to like mine as much as Wildcard's going to like his. <laughs> That's what happens when it comes from your cousins. When it happens, yep. <laughs> Kissing cousins? <laughs> Not with I this thing. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so, moving along. Not when you guys completely strapped on. Move, moving along, where do we start? Where does a person start in Battletech? So, we've been getting... Uh, I've been noticing a few messages on the Facebook page, um, people getting into Battletech, and they're like, hey, guys, um, where do I start, uh, both with fiction and games and books and just kind of, and I don't know if we've really ever had a discussion on where new players, um, where's a good jumping off point to kind of, if they, you know, really are going to get into Battletech, how can they get kind of current? Maybe and with uh, fiction and with with uh, game materials and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be a, kind of a good idea to maybe just do a really brief how to get started in BattleTech. Um, and there's a couple of di- you know there's kind of two areas to go. One is fiction and two is game materials. So I think I'll do game materials just right off the bat, and then I think uh, we'll have a discussion on fiction here and after this, but. Oh yeah. If if you guys are getting into BattleTech right now, uh, you saw the Kickstarter. You got the inv- uh, Clan Invasion box, or you got the Game of Armor Combat. Both of those box sets are probably the phenomenal. Best, yeah, the, they're the best way place to start. Um, the Clan Invasion, you're going to get a Star of Mechs. You're going to get a rule book that is catered towards clan um, warfare. Clan warfare. You're going to get their their brief history. Um, they have Zellbriggan in the rule book. They, they really did a great job with um, both box sets. Game of Armor Combat, you're going to get two lances um, with, a, with a great mixture of everything from light to assault mechs. Um, again, great rule book, great artwork, everything. You're getting maps. So everything you need to get started is in either one of those box sets. I recommend getting both, um, but if... Uh, if you're totally new, right? You're just brand new. You have no idea what's going on. I would I would say the best way to go is to choose a clan lifestyle or an inner sphere lifestyle. And what do I mean by that? Inner sphere is more of probably how would you put this? Houses. Modern warfare-ish. It it's it's a very loose system that we have mercenaries, there's houses. Um, there's, uh, regular army groups. Clans are more of a different, I mean, they literally are a different breed of humanity because they're very strict. Um, they have a very certain way on how they, they play the game. And if you're going to choose a clan, I think my belief is you should play like the clans play. Um, now that's probably going to get thrown out the window here in the, in the, the fiction going forward, but uh, it's a very regimented and strict code in in clans. Um, there's not a lot of wiggle room to go out and do whatever you know 
you think your character or your play style is. It modifies over the areas, though, quite a bit. Right. So see, and I would, and I, and I completely disagree with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that you, if you're going to get into the game, you go buy a game of armored combat, and you get used to that. This is much like the grinder when we run grinders mm. at Gen Con as agents. When you start off, you start off at a level one mech, which is very standard weapons, so that. You understand movement, you understand how to calculate your two hit, you learn, you know, hills and trees and all of that kind of stuff, and then graduate into the higher level weapons that require more calculations or that you need to know more about to make them work the way the game wants you to. Personally, as an agent, my recommendation is always start small, get comfortable, then tackle the bigger stuff. But cuz you're not going to know coming in if you're brand new which way which way you're going to swing. Are you going to be an inner sphere mercenary? Are you going to be an inner sphere guy? Do you like houses? Do you like mercenaries? Are you a clan player? No. No one knows. So start no. easy and work your way to the bigger stuff. Is that's the way I would if someone would ask me. But now so. do you what are your guys' thoughts on the beginner box? Is it worth buying? Uh, I mean, other than for the Griffin Mini, because the Griffin Mini is <laughs> awesome. But should like if if somebody's brand new, they they've heard about it, they think it looks interesting. Should they get the beginner box? Yes, I, I think so. From the simple fact of you learn movement, you learn weapon, and you learn how to do damage, but you don't get into the internals. You don't do struggle. You don't get into the internal and having criticals and that kind of stuff happen. Again, the beginners is step one. And it's a great game for younger kids. If you've got younger kids that want to play that it's a lot easier for kids to grasp that, that set because you're not tracking heat. You're not tracking internals. You're not tracking um, critical hits and all of what that brings to the table start there get comfortable and go to the next go then work your way up um that's like with my that's like my six-year-olds they're like daddy we want to play BattleTech with you like okay well we're going to start out with just we we move shoot at each other and you either go to jail or you blow up and then we it's something very very simple and then we'll graduate when they get older we'll move to the next level of determining hits besides just you know, base attack modifiers or base fire or piloting skills. See, I, I, I guess I would say if somebody has like tabletop experience, that they should start with a game of armored combat. Just because I, I think fair. that I yep. think that beginner rules, like yeah, if, if if it's with kids or people who have like zero experience, like they've never played X Wing, forty k, or anything remotely like that um i i could see that but i think i think if you have experience and then you play beginner that you're gonna say that's all that's that there is to this like it's almost too simple for somebody who has some experience yeah, so I, I agree with gideon i think your beginner box is like you like you guys mentioned if you got kids that's great for them that's perfect for yep. them I would go game of armored combat, learn the actual rules. Don't 
don't waste your time. I mean, I understand going slow into it, but with Game of Armor Combat, you can ease your way into it. But I think learning learning the actual rules you're going to use all throughout your Battletech career is more beneficial than learning a very watered-down version and then moving into uh, the next level, which is Game of Armor Combat. I would just start with the Locust and um, the Commando in a game of armored combat and learn your learn your criticals, learn how the game is played. Um, and not and have if, to have a weird transition between the watered down version of beginning beginner box to a game of armored combat. And if your kids get tired of playing, switch over to the coloring book for a while. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> yes. Take advantage of the coloring book. Because it's and, awesome. And and one small disclaimer, um the clan invasion box does not have the basic rules in it. So no, do do not go out and buy the clan invasion box thinking that it's got everything you need to play. If you can get your hands on a game of armored combat rule book online or something, that's then you have everything you need, but excellent point. But if you are really going to, you're not going to just dip your toe into battle tech. Um, there's two books you need to... I think you need to own both books. I think you need to own Total Warfare, and I think you need to own Alpha Strike Commander's Edition. Um, whether you end up playing one or the other more, I just think it's more beneficial to have both rule books. One, they're, they're very well written. They have a lot of information in them. The pictures are awesome. Um, but it just kind of... You have the opportunity to branch out into maybe your uh, flavor of Battletech. Um, See, I personally, I wish they would have included the Alpha Strike rules in the, the game of Armored Combat mm -hmm. because personally, I think the right way to go is to learn Alpha Strike first and then go into Classic. Um, I agree with that. You're, you're, again, you're learning the game mechanics, you're learning chassis, you're getting an idea of how movement and all of that works that going from alpha strike to classic, I think you will appreciate classic better by going that route versus learning classic first and then falling back to alpha strike. Yeah. Because you, you, you've got, you're setting expectations, right? You have an expectation when you play classic, and then you go to Alpha Strike, and it can feel like a letdown when, in fact, it's not. It's it's a fantastic game set, a game, a rule set, where I think if you did the progression of Alpha Strike to Classic, I think players would have a better appreciation for the tool rule sets because learning Classic and then going to Alpha Strike, it feels like I can see where people feel it's a step down mm -hmm. versus a different way of playing the same game. And to clarify, the, the Total Warfare, is, and when we say classic and we say Alpha Strike, classic is a very in-depth, record-keeping version of Battletech. It is, you track everything. Every armor uh, of damage, every internal structure, every weapon fire, every... I mean, it is very meticulous in record-keeping form of Battletech. Alpha Strike 
somewhat waters down all of those stats from a mech or a vehicle or anything else to have a uh, it's still the same feel but it's very fast and the difference is classic you you're gonna take a while to play multiple units whereas an alpha strike it's very fast streamlined way to to put a lot of units on the board so while they are the same battle mech it is two very different ways of playing the same you know the same universe game and i I do like the way andrew said i I think going from alpha strike to classic is a better way than going from classic to alpha strike See, and, and the progression for me would be, again, you buy a game of Armored Combat, you do get the Alpha Strike cards for the units in, in a game of Armored Combat. So for me, the next purchase after that would be Alpha Strike Commander's Edition and the Battletech Manual. The Battletech Manual is very well done. Um, I think it's the best next progression from the rule set in a game of armored combat um battletech manual is more centered around mech combat yeah once you're comfortable and you're happy with that then you take the next step and you go into total warfare where where warfare gets into more mech stuff vehicles infantry aerospace then you get the gamut there yeah. Um, I would I would not get Total Warfare. I'd, I'd take it back. I would get the BattleTech Manual and the Alpha Strike Commanders Edition. When and the that's the BattleTech Battle Mech Manual, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. would be, because yeah. I, I for people that are new, I just don't want them to go BattleTech Manual <laughs> and then they, they end up getting the House Liao Manual from 1995, yeah. and they're like, "Don't do that." Right, how do I play this? <laughs> uh, it's the one with the uh, Timberwolf that's got the, the Tiger Stripe uh, camo, camo scheme. Uh, that's the book you're looking for for a classic. And the Commander's Edition is, uh, that's pretty, it says Alpha Strike Commander's Edition on it. So, you know, what is what that, I, Thor what I can on there? Do. Or, uh, no, it's a Thunderbolt? What is on the cover? Oh, which one? Alpha on Commander's, Commander's Edition? One. Yeah, Thunderbolt. 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 There we go. What I, what we can do too is is I can we can write up I can write up a little bit of this, and put it on and pin it, or put it in the files on on the Facebook page yeah, to say that's actually a go here to start and excellent we idea. can lay out some of this and I'll also put links to the Kala store and where to buy the stuff yep. and yeah we'll and just we'll put that together one stop place get that happening but um. You know, then we get into the fiction. So <laughs> that's the I, bigger been, one. <laughs> yeah, I've been in the I've been in the universe now for from I think I started in ninety two ninety one is when I started, and I started I came into the universe via fiction, and I happened to start the fiction with the Great Death Legion. So I started at the right place, and <clears throat> I read read the fiction all the way through um, as it's come. First and foremost, I will say that the Battletech universe is massive. It can be daunting as a new player coming in. This is something that I struggle a lot when this question comes up is, where do I start? It's it's a very difficult question to answer because Catalyst pursues all timelines. Um, 
they're they're constantly putting out new fiction and moving moving things in various different timelines. So it's can can we first of all all agree yeah. that you Go should ahead. get into the fiction? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to me, <laughs> that's what makes the game. There's there's not a hands down. There's not a should I or shouldn't I? You should. <laughs> it's just where do yeah. you start? <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. when, the there we go. When you when people have questions or are looking for details about unit structure or T O and E or you know, what they have for a mech list on their company, Lance Italian star cluster besides source books or new things coming out. The only thing that has those details is the lore. Like how do I find what Camacho's Caballeros has for a unit list? You can go through three books Detailed. and Detailed you can, yeah. I just, I just gave a, a, a guy fan like a 31 unit list that had, all the units that I could figure out, it had the pilot's name and any kind of detail of like has off color panels on a olive drab vindicator, whatever a fire, a fire starter that's painted like a Zippo, it, whatever it is, like the lore will give you the most detail because the writer puts that in there. Yeah. The, the scenario packs, the, the source books, they have, you have all these units under a faction that have very ambiguous, short descriptions of a striker, striker star, striker cluster, striker whatever. Or, you know, like Omega is like, well, has finer details of you don't just roll your mech weights, you roll a D6 plus five. Like, that's a big difference. On the, on the rat random acquisition tables. That gives you so much information from lore to source books to everything else that's coming out. That's yeah. where I find my my grit to put like a unit list together that's faction specific. So in not knowing where to start, I mean, I, I, I thought about this a little bit this last week while when we had the question asked and being a fan of the history and the lore and the fiction and just the universe as a whole, a new player coming in, where do you direct? And in descending order of specificity, you know, I would look at like the 20 year update um, that gives a, a really good synopsis. Um, and then working your way down era reports, um, field manuals give really good unit descriptions and paint schemes and breakdowns of their different things. Um, then going into source books, which enhance either fiction or a period of time or a battle that happens. And then lastly, the most specific would be fiction. Um, and I think what I would what I would encourage people to do is, is if you take that route and you do the 20 year update and you read a couple of error reports and you go, God, I really like this. Uh, Wikipedia has all of the lists of all of the, of the 
Battletech novels. I go to it for the timeline series. This is the this is how they were released, or this is how you should read them. Find the book, or ask the question: What's a book in this time frame? And I know there's a lot of smart people in our Facebook group. We can give you that answer. And I would encourage you then to go read that book and consume that and see how that sits with you. And if it's something that meets what you're after, continue there. And then you can always go back and, and learn about the thing. Because the beautiful thing with the Battletech universe is it's all very interconnected. A sentence here garners a book you know, 15 years later or something like that. Um, the, the authors do a very good job of usually wrapping things up, but they have their fun too, where they will leave some ambiguity in the universe where you get the uh, tinfoil hats come out and people have their own little thoughts and ideas of how this works, but that's that's what makes the universe fun. So it's a very good, for me, it's a complicated question to yeah, answer. It, it is. It is a very, very hard one to answer. So what I've found is the source books for me, um, specifically like Shattered Sphere, um, Fortress Republic, uh, to kind of get get the whole, because let's, let's break it down. So you have, you have very certain time frames in... Battletech, and they're called eras. So you have the Star League era, which is about as far back as you can go for any fiction or source books or any material like that. Then you'll move on to um, the Succession Wars, which is basically the huge man. There's four Succession Wars that happen in the Inner Sphere, and it's just it's basically the wars that happened after the collapse of the Star League. A lot of fun stuff happens in there. Uh, stuff just goes boom um this is also a great area to focus on because battletech is at its simplest form during the secession wars um if you're going to learn weapon systems and stuff like that it's very very uh small version of mechs and weapon systems and stuff to learn from it's one of my favorite eras as well uh, but there's a lot of great stories written around the the, the, secession, the, the secession wars. Then you're going to go on to the invasion of the clans, um, and that is reintroducing clan warfare, clan society, clan all this other stuff. It is it basically turns inner sphere against clans, um, and then you have that era. Uh, after that, you have the jihad, which is the word of Got Blake. Civil war. Yep, well, Civil War, sorry. Civil War is after that. Um, it's a it's a little smaller of a time period, but also a very, very good time period. A lot of great fiction was written in there. Jihad um, is when all hell goes to loose, oh, all hell breaks loose. And then we kind of have, after Jihad, we have um, the Republic, basically the Republic era. And we are nearing the end of the Republic era. So we're, we're, we're in the process of starting another era called the Ill Clan era. And to get caught up, I mean, let's, let's just all face it. There's no way to get caught up. At there least, isn't an easy, there isn't, there isn't a thing to go out and say, 
read these three books and you'll be completely caught up. You won't have any questions. You'll know exactly what's going on. Yep. Universe is entirely too expansive and it's... too much going on for you to do that. It's just not a reasonable expectation. Sorry. Continue. No, it is. It's just too, too much is going on. So I guess if you wanted to, and I guess if I had to pick three books, right, to get you caught up, I would probably, man, I would probably go um, the, uh, huh, you don't want to go with that one. I, I really enjoyed Shattered Fortress, or sorry, Shattered Sphere. Um, Shattered Sphere is written by Victor Steiner Davian, who is probably the biggest character in all of Battletech. I would say he's, because he's, he's spanned multiple eras. Um, Shattered Sphere gives a pretty good idea of some of the some of everything's past history, and then moving forward into kind of that civil civil war era, you'll get to read a lot of, about a lot of very awesome uh, characters. Um, that yeah, you'll get a, a good snapshot of of where everyone's at before all hell breaks loose. Um, the second book I would say to get caught up to now would probably be Shattered Fortress. It's kind of weird that they're both shattered <laughs> in the title. But between those two books, I think if you read them, read all of it, I think you'll have a decent idea of where everything's at, and then you can pick and choose where you want to go as in novels that you want to read. So I don't know if you guys have you guys gone to book. look at the have you gone to look at the countdown page for you know, uh, Hour of the Wolf? Yeah, that, I was, I was going to mention that. Make sure that everybody knew about that. So Hour of the Wolf has a countdown page. It is, and I'm going to try and read this URL. So get your pens out, get yourselves <laughs> ready. Um, fs frank sam dot battletech dot com slash fiction slash hour dash of dash wolf and on that page uh i'm not going to steal your thunder charles go ahead oh no that was uh uh because you you can't find it by googling i have tried i i, oh, I, I did yeah second one if you type in hour of the wolf battle tech countdown yep and it's the second one you, second you didn't one have now. to go through blaine's the first uh, one or you Ooh, can go through weird. our face, or you can go through our Facebook page too and find it. Yeah, Blaine's <laughs> WordPress was the first one that came up. Right. No, that's that's the only way I've I've been able to find it. I must not know how to Google. Um, but yeah, at the bottom, and so the there's a reading suggested reading list on here, and that is primarily I would say for people who let's say back in the '90s you did the Succession Wars, you did the Clan Invasion. And then when the timeline jumped to Dark Ages, you kind of fell out and you're like, uh, this, you know, like the game switched to click tech. And now you're getting back into it because Kickstarter, all the good stuff is going on. And you're like, well, now where do I, how do I get back up to speed? Like, I know, I know what the Intersphere is. I know who the clans are, but I have no idea what's happened in the last hundred years. At the bottom is a good summary of how to, that way, when Hour of the Wolf comes out, you know what what's going on. Yeah, man, I'm looking at this. This is exactly 
good list. This is a really yeah. good list. I, and now and, that's and, this is a very current time frame, but it's a good list. Yeah, and and nothing against uh, Craig Reed um, Jr., but included in the list is Icons of War. I don't know that you necessarily have to read that to know what's going on. Yeah, you don't have to read that one. It, it's a little you bit of a, a side let side me, quest, let me take that back. so to speak. You should read that one. But oh, you right. don't it's need, a really good you, book. It's a really good book, <laughs> but you don't need to read that one. Right, not to know, I want to not listen to know what's to going on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Tommy. <don't> <laughs> you have to get your ear holes ready for Grey Death Legion. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Andrew was right kind of from a general standpoint, if somebody's like, I have no idea anything about Battletech, um, if you can get your hands on a couple of the era reports, like uh, For Succession War, um, Clan Invasion, you know, just to get kind of a snapshot of what's going on, or it, because it, it, it depends on how you want to engage in the universe. If you are like, uh, like Bloodbath and you're like, I just, like, my main focus is I want my unit to make sense in the universe then go grab a couple field manuals um and see it because then you'll get that information and then there's always little tidbits of uh fiction and kind of what's going on in the universe and use that to inform kind of that next step um i if, if you've never done anything with uh battletech uh fiction wise i mean i i I would normally tell people to go get the Grey Death Legion trilogy, but with their uh, soft reboot or whatever they're doing with them, um, I would actually say go go grab the, the Warrior trilogy if you can find it. Mm. Um, that is like the quintessential Succession War story. Um, and then there's ch the Children of the Kerensky trilogy. So if, if you're looking at, I just want to... Right. Well, yeah, I just, or yeah, yeah. Blood of Kerensky Don't trilogy. Don't get Children oh, of Kerensky God. mixed up with the so Blood of Kerensky. Blood of Kerensky. <laughs> um, but if, you, if you're like, I just want some novels, Warrior Trilogy, Four Succession War, Blood of Kerensky, Clan Invasion. Um, ooh, tough. I mean, then, then there's the whole Twilight of the Clan series, which is yeah. not. What Ugh. what new people need? Um, they don't need that. I mean, it's my favorite my favorite series ever. It's so I mean, long I'm long. biased, but um, it is a great series, uh, and you get to learn a lot of awesome players and everything. Yeah, yeah, and then I mm, I, I like yeah because I've I've been thinking about it too. But then when you run into Civil War, it's you don't quite have that tentpole trilogy holding like kind of giving you the the nitty-gritty of yeah. the entire thing um so after that unfortunately yeah uh civil war and then jihad uh jihad was a lot of source books so that's really hard to get into from a fresh perspective so i guess this is my long rambling way of saying if you're wanting to get into the lore get the warrior trilogy get the blood of krinsky trilogy and then go check out the countdown and that'll get you pretty uh pretty up to date but just and, know uh, that there is a lot that happens oh, so in between much. there yeah so yeah so you're looking <laughs> at over what 100, you're looking at over 100 novels easily and then and you, you guys... add in you add in more source books everything else yeah, field manual other source books it has one of the G biggest histories out there for fiction 
you guys see my new bookshelves that I put up? Yeah. Sent that to the... Are they made out of steel this time? <laughs> no. <laughs> but so I, I have three bookshelves. They're full. <laughs> they are so full. Somebody and it's likes... Battletech. So if somebody likes Clan Wolf, what, what trilogy or what set of books do they want to read? Clan Wolf? Blood of um, Kerensky. Yeah, Blood of Kerensky. Yep. Blood of Kerensky, and then there's the Clan Wolf source book that covers the same, roughly the same time period. Um, that would be what I would say for Clan Wolf. Same thing with Jade Falcon, right? You have the Jade Falcon trilogy. Uh, and malicious. And there's the Jade Falcon source book. Um, I, I believe, I still think one of the best books out there, too, for Succession War era is Wolves on the Border. Um, that was a great that book. That was a good book. That's hey, guess what? I listened to that book. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I've listened, and hopefully it didn't. Hopefully it didn't negate a lot of that because some of those audios don't have the whole book in them. They're a bridge. Uh, they're they're not. Is. They're not great. So. Well, I mean, they're great in the fact that it's an audio book and you can listen to them, but it isn't the full book, which I was a little yeah. disappointed. And about. that that should be one one quality thing they should always make sure they check if they're going to start doing all the novels and audiobooks. Make it the whole complete book. I like how we're they like... did make it. They did make the statement that they would be unabridged. So, thank you. I like how we're just yeah. completely not even mentioning the Dark Age novels. <laughs> um, I, I just, that, but... I, I just got a copy of Surrender Your Dreams because I was looking for this Ghost Ghost Night trivia, and I'm having fun reading that book. And I've read a few of them, especially like the Ghost Bear ones. Um. And so you know they I'm, are they are good. I wonder if they if they're better because we have an ending that like we kind of know what happened after those dark age novels. So going back and reading them again with the knowledge that we have makes them a better book. I wonder, it does because now that we know how substantial and the weight, the value that those characters hold, and the little golden nuggets and eggs that they hold. Like we never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Now they're coming to light, and we can we can look back in time and be like, "That's what they meant by that statement." <laughs> ah! Well, and, and the I think the Dark Age novels kind of fall into the same uh, issue as Civil War, where there isn't that tentpole trilogy. Of, yeah. This gives me a, a an overview of all the movers and shakers, how they're all interacting. There's plenty of like uh ancillary novels that tell smaller or flesh out small parts of that story um but yeah you get to civil war and then jihad there's nothing um and then dark ages it's a it's a it's a big kind of amorphous blob of like story and and i mean surrender your dreams is probably the most like kind of carries over a period of time and gives you a feel for things um but there's a there's a lot of good delvin stone stuff in there where it was just we don't really know what he means by all these things but well he just gave us an ambiguous mission log to uh, to fill out and do <laughs> yeah okay. you know, and, and uh the one i guess the the one little asterisk i'd put on surrender your dreams is uh the epilogues may or may not Hold water after Ill Clan drops. Yep, I heard that too. We don't know because the epilogues 
warp into the future. So then it starts getting into the, it, is this really how it goes down? Who knows? We'll find out, I guess, in January on the 1st. Just going to rip that fucking page out. <laughs> if it changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that, that really was the fall of those two eras, Civil War and Jihad and Dark Age. Because, I, I mean, you look at it, you had you had the Warrior Trilogy. Then you had the Blood of Kerensky trilogies, and, and those really cemented that era. And mm-hmm. for Civil War, you just didn't have that. Jihad was, <laughs> unfortunately, Jihad was basically source source books, and and that was about it. I don't think there was any dedicated uh, fiction to just trying to build that era up. Well, it'd be bad. It'd, it'd be bad for storytelling, I think. Oh yeah. Like all these things happen, and then we got nuked, and that's the end of the book. <laughs> and that's the end of the book. <laughs> Next jihad book. Next. We jihad. do all this fighting, and then we got nuked, and that's the end of the book. <laughs> like it'd get repetitive pretty quick. Well, we're and, gonna and, cap this pipe off. We're gonna cap that <laughs> pipe off. We're gonna cap this pipe off. Like, oh man. Right. Well, and just so, those of you who are new to BattleTech, I'm grossly simplifying the jihad era but it's kind of the uh, running gag so i really liked in the ama that they said we we don't want to continue that disservice of cutting off all the units we want to go back to those and kind of give some threads on a few of them to at least have a conclusion to that instead of just like cutting them off short yeah. I think that's 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 a great thing that's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of, or you will have some answers to some of those. <laughs> Not all of them, maybe, but the I'm great glad way. They the great thing. That. The great thing about BattleTech is you could just have a giant pinwheel of every unit in the in the in the fiction, spin it, and then once you land on one, uh, BattleTech fans and and WolfNet Radio Facebook could give you three or four. Uh, three or four fiction novels or source books to go read immediately. So uh, maybe that's what, maybe that's what catalysts to do is just get a giant faction pinwheel <laughs> and just hit random. So, yeah. And, and also to, um, it, if you are brand new and you're like, I've, I've already, you know, dumped a few hundred dollars into the Kickstarter. Um, then I don't know if I want to spend more money, go over to Sarna. Um, and spend a few hours over there just kind of getting a rough idea. Not not everything in Sarna is 100% accurate or carries the uh, flavor that the rest of the, the books do, but it'll give you an idea. Yep. It um, is an excellent so, source. Yep. Best wiki on the internet, I, I promise. <laughs> so hopefully that helped you guys out uh, for those who are new to the, to the game. Um, I know we gave a lot of answers to a lot of one question but again it is a tough question so i i feel like there's the the new new people to battle tech their heads just all exploded they're yeah. just like what what am i supposed to do <laughs> just, and that's, just do everything that's un- and that's unfortunate because i mean it is such a rich universe and it's so well done i mean it takes basically from the time that we're at right now and leaps us to 3150 and there is a there's a history that lays out how we get there to 3150 and it 
it's it's daunting because the the history is so much but it is so rich and fulfilling that take the dive it's gonna be worth your time if you if you have the time this is a good problem to have yeah i guess (laughs) to get caught up yeah yeah, don't (laughs) uh don't get stuck in the analysis paralysis literally just pick up something somewhere yeah and, i mean really just and, get just wade into the pool yeah and my answer to that i mean if i'll, I'll just give you a simple go read children of the children of kerensky before hour of the wolf comes out just read that book and you'll understand a lot more what's going on in hour of the wolf because i don't think hour of the wolf will be a book that you could just pick up and no. I don't, you, you would is, not want to start there Another thing is, if you have trouble finding some of these books, I mean, if if cat if you go to Catalyst Game Labs on the on their store, or you talk to Aries Games and Miniatures, you look at, you know, pick off the POD coming off or the EPUBs, ask around. Sometimes it sometimes something might be out of print or it's 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 unobtainable, but try your local bookstores. Your local bookstores, like sometimes thrift or secondhand stores, will have these. Yeah, I found have... we've all found our fair share of uh, old print novels that you can sometimes find half a dozen of them at a time. It's it's not out of the realm of running across a couple. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I mean, it, it's been like a year now, I think, but. I mean, I, I found Sword and Dagger in a used bookstore. So that, for oh. those of you who don't know, that's the first, well, good pick second, second BattleTech yeah. book. But, um, but it, it's the like unobtainium type novel because it, it limited run and um, no reprints. So yeah, that's a good pickup. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, it was just sitting on the shelf, right along with all the other four dollar <laughs> books. So, all right, let's. Put a nail in this. Episode. All right, let's go ahead and start some shout outs. Andrew, you got a shout out? I got a couple. Yeah. Um, I got uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Ken uh, Kiwat. I'm probably destroying your last name. I apologize. Destroyed. Uh, he, <laughs> he, made, uh, he made some modifications to the uh, microphone that was the trophy for the Kroll sisters, a go, go. And I really wanted to, uh, to say thank you. Uh, Sean beat me to it. Social media, um, kind of destroyed the whole thing without me being able to give him the proper respect, respect and props. And I just wanted to let him know. I really appreciate it. Um, he's also working on something new for garage con too. So, uh, hopefully fun thing for that surprises um and i gotta give i gotta shout out to dale ida I, I always destroy his last name too but he finally got me the dominator that i've been bucking him about so the uh black and red painted dominator that you saw when that when it first came out mm-hmm. you have the dominator i have that one sitting on my my desk right now so Ooh, jealous i'm really excited it's really cool <laughs> some guys have all the luck yeah <laughs> so thank you finally i've been talking about that for months 
and Sean Goolsby for coming to the for to come into the Curl Sisters a go go and walking away with a trophy. That was really really cool. Yeah, thanks for beating me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will, I and Mario for best. all of it, and Mario for all of his work this last couple week two weeks for doing the the bunker work. That's that's been fantastic too. So, yeah, thanks, Brute. Okay, I'll I'll stop now. Otherwise, I'll probably keep going. Yeah, leave some shout-outs for the rest of us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bloodbath, you, you want to go? Oh. So, uh, my shout-out is to uh, to Uncle Mark, uh, Wiz, and Gold Bishop. They uh, checked on me while I was out for surgery this last couple of weeks. So, shout-out to those guys. I'm going to shout out to uh, Fang for hosting uh, some movie nights and um, a lot of other members uh, that spend time with anybody who's on. Um, War Crimes, um, Eden, uh, Gold, you guys, uh, Kaji, Jeff, you guys have a lot of fun time um, just either playing MechWare Online, Mega Mech, um, CCG's coming back a little bit too. Uh, we're starting to play some more decks, and that is the fun of the community is getting back into those and spending time having fun. Because I want to have fun, and this is how we do it. Because Matt just wanna has fun. Charles. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna shout out. Two Derek's. Um, first one, Derek King over there at Aries Games and Minis. Um, thank you so much for the gifts um, and the thoughtful notes that, I, like the the note you sent. Not gonna lie, probably probably meant more to me than the the minis, and I really like the minis. So um, <laughs> the, take that for what it's worth. Um, so everybody, head over to. AriesGamesAndMinis.com. He's got all the new Kickstarter stuff. Well, what what's Had. available? Bill, yeah. But he's he, he's he is working hard to supply the uh, the community. Um, and then uh, my second Derek is uh, Derek Knoll. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that Bloodbath mentioned, but I, I I've been giving him a hard time a little bit on uh, on Discord, and I just want to let you know, Derek, I appreciate you. Uh, putting up with my hard time and uh you know the best crimes are always war crimes buddy (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna shout out uh i know it's beating a dead horse but our community one of the best battletech communities out there um it's awesome uh just want to thank everybody for listening to us ramble once a month uh about this game that we love um i want to thank andrew crawl one of the best battletech influencers out there um, for all that he does, uh, he deserves every accolade and high tower uh, position in the game of Battletech uh, that he has um, basically uh, rode on the backs of other people to get to. That's how you get it I done. I can't get on my desk fast enough with the amount <laughs> that's coming in. 
Uh, I just want to thank my castmates. Uh, man, it's like been two and a half or three years we've been doing this. So um, it's always fun. Always look forward to getting together on Sunday nights to do this because it's Battletech and it's awesome. And it's a really, really great time to be a Battletech fan now. So uh, for those new people getting into the game, uh, good luck. Your wallets are going to be greatly reduced and uh, the friendships you're going to make along the way are going to be just awesome. So... Uh, thanks for coming aboard for all of you who have been with us for a long time thank you for that um this is probably going to be the last time you hear from us in the year 2020 so uh, <laughs> it's all up, it's all downhill from here all so downhill from be- here you might want to um keep yourselves open on the 3rd of january hint oh, hint nudge nudge wink wink <laughs> um if you want to see Andrew cry like a little baby, uh, maybe you might want to tune in to a special episode on January 3rd. So, um, You know well, what? You know what we should do with that as a, as a deal for our listeners? We should do that on the Discord server. Well, that's kind of what I was, you know, going to do. But, okay. you know, All right. now that you said All it, right. now that you said it, it can, it can happen. Well, now it sounds like a great idea. I, I really like that idea, Andrew. I really like that Andrew yeah. idea, Andrew. That was, man, you guys. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, stay tuned. Uh, join the Discord channel. Join the Facebook page. Um, anywhere else you can find us at, I'm not sure. Uh, that's Matt's job. <laughs> <laughs> Comments, concerns, you can contact us at WNRP at WallStreetGreenness.com. Our Facebook page, yada, yada, yada. And uh, also, make sure you have a pleasant Christmas and a happy new year. Uh, we'll be thinking about everybody abroad and here at home. Um, take care. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everyone. You know you can end it. Woof. (laughs) I hit it on the chain for a while. (laughs) I feel longer.